Hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I'm joined with Jennifer. Hey. G. Yo. And for this very special Oscar prediction episode, we brought it brought in our favorite casual moviegoer, Ryan. What up, Ryan? What's going on? How I, you doing, guys? I figured since you came on last year to do your casual predictions, and it did so poorly, I figured let's bring <laughs> let's bring you back. All right. And I also think. Kudos to you for not calling her uh, Jennifer Ross this week. Yeah. She, <laughs> Damn it, she, she beat. She, she says she will beat me if I do it, so I'm trying to avoid domestic violence before our wedding starts. It's By fine. Way, Pretty soon I won't have that name anymore. By the way, I'm really surprised none of us get, last week during the Goodfellas episode made a Jennifer Ross, Janice Rossi joke. I didn't <laughs> even think of it. <laughs> and I was listening, I'm like, oh, shit, that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> And I think I think our intros went so well this week. I think I'm gonna take that away from you guys and just do it myself, because no one ever knows who to go first. <laughs> so this week we are a week away from the Oscars, but since we are recording next Sunday, and by the time the episode goes live, the Oscars will be donezo. We figure let's just do our predictions today. Uh, but before that, I do want to look at some news this week. Uh, I guess we can kick off with something that we missed last week was uh, the news that was confirmed again this week was that Ben Affleck will no longer be playing Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would it would have been it would have been nice to see him in an actual good Batman movie. Yeah, because he had the child. Like, because, again, I've always said, like, that's one thing that you did not hear complaints about coming out of BVS, coming out, well, not a little bit out of Justice League, but mostly BVS is, bat, is Affleck as Batman. He was really, really good. He was one of the saving graces of that film. Yeah, I agree. I thought he I thought he never got a fair shot. I, I was, when the news was announced about the Batman coming out in 2021, I believe, um, I realized that that'll be... 10 years uh, is it 10 years or nine years since the last batman movie i think that's the longest we've ever gone without a singular batman movie a self-titled batman movie because i it was uh batman and rama was in 1997 and then it was 2005 where batman began and then we had the trilogy there so mm-hmm. um i mean the only thing i that i'm okay I'm whatever about is the whole Matt Reeves wants to go young. I can't think of anyone. I nah, really I can't think, but can't think you of anyone. You see some of the names getting thrown out there, like Robert Pattinson. No. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I can't really see our Pats. Although he was. Wait, 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 he is good. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, you call him our Pats? Yeah. Is that's... This, gee, is this a thing? Our Pats is his name from like the Twilight. Oh, yeah, they call him our Pats, yeah. Excuse me, I know stuff. Yeah, it's, it's during the... <laughs> Excuse during me, the, I know stuff. It was during the twi-hard phase. Yes. So, uh, he's really good, although, like, when you're not... He wasn't bad in the Twilight movies, but oh, he wasn't... No, no, yeah, no. but he wasn't given... <laughs> the Twilight he, was just terrible all around. <laughs> he wasn't given any kind of range, but, like, he was really good in Good Time. I actually really liked him in Remember... I think it's Remember Me. Well, with, hold on. Uh, is that the, is that the, the, like, uh, all of a sudden 9-11 movie? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Bad. that's bad. <laughs> right... Well, you know, it wasn't even a terrible ending. It was just kind of like they tried to throw in that twist right at the end. It was like an M. Yeah. Night Shyamalan no, ding dong. The ending just made me twist. go, Ur. 
Yeah, because like all of a sudden, then like they, he's in his father's office, and then all of a sudden they pan out. Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it yet, but if you're probably not going to, so and they pan out, and then you see that he's his father's office is uh, at the World Trade, and so and it's nine eleven. So then you realize, oh, that's it, he died. Oof. Oh, the title, remember me. Woof. Ugh. And he was with that girl. Was I he forgot. In a terrible with zombie the girl movie. From Lost. What was it, like? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Like the one, like where it was, he was kind. Of, it was pretty much the Twilight for zombies. I I don't know. I I oh mean, you think about warm bodies? Yes. Oh, that wasn't him. That was uh shit. Uh, Holt, that guy. Nicholas Holt was the guy from Warm yeah. Bodies. I actually like Warm Bodies. I don't think it was terrible. I know I suck for that, but I actually didn't mind it. <laughs> I um, like that girl. I forget her name, but I like her. I mean, it wasn't terrible, terrible, but like just in terms of zombies movies, like I don't like when they try to make them angsty. So I like going back to like who would play him. I can't really think of anybody, especially young. There's a a lot of places are giving out different names, and I'm someone's at Kit Harrington, and I'm like, I love Jon Snow, but nah, that's not that's not Batman. Um. I wish. Oh my god! Why are they picking British people? Why <laughs> <laughs> can't our superheroes be from here? We don't have to be from here. And then we we have the whole. Uh... Oh, I already told you who I wanted, right? Who? Yeah, they're all British. Taron Egerton. No, yeah. I think he's, he's Elton John. He's, he's good. He's got like a really good jawline, so I can see the cowl on him. Jen draws. Oh no, I'm feeling it, and Jen, I mean, Jen just draws cowls. On yeah, all day. <laughs> have you have you seen his abs? Hello, perfect for the Batman abs. No, I like him in Kingsman. No, I like him in Kingsman. I like him in Eddie. Very low key. I don't think a lot of people saw, but Eddie the Eagle is really, he's really good in that as well. No, he's a good actor. Um, I just can't see him being Batman, but maybe, you know. And then the whole, like, we got to get a black Batman, a Latino black man, and a yeah, Batman. Yeah, there's so many people like, that were like, Michael B. Jordan. I was like, every time there's someone that wants to do, like, a black something lately, they're like, Michael B. Jordan. So he, <laughs> I do love Michael B. Jordan. And I love he Michael. He, too, has nice abs. And I love Michael B. But here's my counter to that. And maybe Rye, and he started on All My Children. Maybe Rye can, I don't know if you guys <laughs> will agree with me on this. Um, So I look at Spider-Man, right? And we have Spider-Man is Peter Parker. You know what I mean? So instead of making new versions of Spider-Man be a black Peter Parker, a Hispanic Peter Parker, you created Miles Morales. You created different variations of Spider-Man. All right, cool. You want to make a black Batman? Why don't we do this? And I vouch for another version of this specific person coming back, but Batman Beyond, right? So I was thinking the same thing. So we get um, a young... Batman, but because Terry McGinnis, while Batman Beyond was kind of popular, it never really like took the it world has, like, by storm. Little, little cult, like I think it has its own little yeah. cult following. So you could, I you... mean, you now have the comics that are really good. I do shout out to the comics, and I did love Return of the Joker, and I personally loved the series. Yeah, but like in terms of if you're gonna change something, it, it wouldn't be like completely it's easy upon. to change that. I mean, the Twitter, I mean, the the movie film Twitter will probably shit on it because they shit on everything, but it yeah. won't be as bad as if like Bruce Wayne is all of a sudden like a Cuban refugee yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um, <Montana's> yeah. <laughs> so like my idea would be you get Michael Keaton because I just need Michael Keaton back. And I think if I remember correctly, cause I did watch the show, but I wasn't like a crazy fan the way I was the animated series. Um, at the beginning of Batman beyond Bruce Wayne still in the cow. So we get, yeah. we get a, 
Batman Beyond movie that has Michael Keaton in the cowl one last time in the beginning of the movie. And then we get like a Michael B. Jordan, uh, Donald Glover, or I don't know, Oscar yeah, Isaac no, or I, something like that. I do agree. I totally agree with that because I mean I just mentioned the comics and in the comics it's actually no longer Terry McGinnis it's now um, Tim Drake okay as Batman Beyond so yeah I think that opens a lot more opportunity with the Batman Beyond because you can take more liberties because yes there is that little bit of a following but it's much more open to interpretation now I think it was Mark Bernardin who said there cannot be a black Batman just because of who Batman is with the old old money. Yeah, that you is true. You do not yeah. see that in a cultural like in a, from a cultural standpoint. Um but yeah, no, I totally agree. I think if they are going to uh try to, you know, diversify Batman then use Batman B. And they could actually fall into something if they want to do an old Joker. I mean, you're getting this joker movie and joaquin phoenix kills it, you you kind of walk into an already established joker character to come into those movies sure. but you know i mean we'll see what happens i i honestly like batman is my favorite character i like i have a huge batman collection it's i love the films i love the character i oh speaking of the films and shit i just really wanted to mention this to you my mom gave me a box of like old figures and comics and i was just digging through it for the fun of it recently and Still in packaging, Rid- Riddler Batman Forever figure. I marked the fuck out for. Oh, so I heard you're gonna send that over. <laughs> Maybe it'll be your wedding present. <laughs> no, Jenny's like, no, I want a toaster. Um, I don't want a toaster. A toaster what with do the I bat- look like a, a 1950s housewife. A, a toaster with the bat logo on it. I um, do. I do, however, really want like a ton of containers from the container store because I'm like super excited to organize the house. Anyways, back to movies. Uh, <laughs> the most domesticated thing I've ever heard. About. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's and it looks like and, Pinterest worthy. And if that's they, what I, I can't want. wait to buy Tupperware. <laughs> and, I know it's it's funny like the things that you sort of think about now as like an adult as opposed to like a kid. Like I was telling my mom, I was like, "Don't get me anything for Christmas except unless it's like for the house or something," because I know that we're gonna need these items because we really haven't. I mean, Dave and I have lived at home. And so we really ha- only have, like, our one room. So really, I'm, like, so excited just to get, like, yeah, Tupperware or get things that I can use now. Yeah. And so, not have to pay for. Back to movies. Well, okay. Yeah, back to movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, TBD on what happens with Batman. If they do go back to an old Batman, can we get uh, John Hamm and just call it a day? And that's <laughs> my last my last thought on that. Uh, the next news that... I don't know how I feel about it. And G broke the news this week was uh, we're getting a Breaking Bad movie. Like, confirm, confirm, confirm now. I know, like, we kind of first reported it late last year. But now it's official. And it's coming to AMC and Netflix. It starts at Netflix and then then AMC. So, movie seems like it's going to pick up right after Breaking Bad with Jesse Pinkman. Aaron Paul is coming back. I haven't heard anything. I'm happy for that part. I haven't. We... I don't know. I haven't heard anything about, uh, um, oh my God, uh, Walter White in this. So well, supposed to pick up after. I mean, yeah. No, no. I I don't know if they're gonna have like flashbacks and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure they're Krupper... gonna do something. If anything, maybe he'll see. Like it'll almost be like a maybe a couple of dream sequences or like a subconscious seeing him in the car with him. I mean, Brian Cranston would be great. 
to come to see oh, yeah. him again bald. It sucks because it kind of spoils it for those that haven't seen the series, like who lives and who dies kind of thing. I mean, G hasn't True. seen it, and he's now. Yeah, I already heard that. I heard yeah, it. I already heard anyway. You can't, you have to be living under a rock to not know. Or I guess, like, not living under a rock, maybe that's too extreme, but, like, just not even be on social media, on not follow any kind of page. And then if your friends are very big TV or movie people, you're probably going to hear things from them. So it's hard not to, like, really know what kind of happens. Well, that finale's perfect. So that's, yeah. why, that's why. The only thing that gives me hope is that Vince Gillen, Gilligan, I think he's writing, and I think he's directing, so we'll see what happens with that. Um you know, a movie's getting re- getting me excited. The fact I've never seen the the original is the uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune. I think they have like every A lister in that movie. So like every time they announce a cast member, I'm like, ooh, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every time. Like, so what is sound like the character from The Simpsons? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like it's like it, 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 each person gets better and better. Like, ooh, you. So, <laughs> so I think this week. It was uh, Thanos was announced. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, and then Jason Momoa was just announced this week. So what is Dune about? I don't know. I've never seen it. I know it's like a sci-fi film. Oh, okay. That's why like, I was actually going to put it in my Oscar, my predictions for Best Picture next year. Cause it's headlined by Timothy Chalamet. Ding Dong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's stacked. It is super. Oscar Isaac is in it. Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, she was in Mission Impossible. If if you don't know who remember who she was, the, the last Mission Impossible, uh, I think it's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Pennywise, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zendaya. I didn't even know she was in it. I was like looking at a cast photo, and I was like, "Wait, that's Zendaya." And ba- and Batista's in it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Javier Bardem. Also, speaking of Oscar Isaac, did you guys peep what happened this week? What? Uh, episode nine finished uh, filming. That's correct. So they all posted oh, wow. a picture. Oscar looked he like looked, he was crying. He looked like he was he crying. Yeah. To be comforted. He was Where like, was never I? going to be in a big film like this again. <laughs> no, no he's doing, he does really well. You stop actually. hating on Oscar Isaac right now. <laughs> he's like, I like Oscar Isaac. He's oh, what about like the he's... rumor? Although it got swatted right away that uh, what's his face isn't doing his trilogy. Oh, um, so that was the bet. So I almost posted that. It was like Ryan Johnson not doing Star Wars trilogy, and I and I think it was like twenty minutes later. It was like, oh, psych, Ryan Johnson still <laughs> doing Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. I don't know how that got started. I feel like it was just one angry nerd that was like, I don't like it. I don't like what he did. Oh no, there's a full page of those on. Uh, oh Facebook. my god! So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say where or when this happened this week, but I got into a not an angry debate or anything. I got into a huge debate though about uh like. Star Wars movies and Star Wars books and stuff like that, and how uh you know like the original continuities were you know my where I follow with Star Wars like the movie continuity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how they're the the people I was debating with were talking about you know the whole books being important so on and so forth. And I'm like yeah it's your own universe so you know I respect that but to me it has no correlation with the movies to me and um how the you know how the whole you know, I hated I hated Force Awakens because it was in it was like New Hope, but then I hated The Last Jedi because it was too different. You know, the usual yeah, the usual stuff. But ah, uh, man, I'm a little I'm, Look, I'm, I'm I'm I mean I'm looking forward to it. I 
I'm not gonna get it. like I will say this. This year, I promised myself I'm not gonna. Whether if people hate it, I'm not even gonna bother. I, I I'm not I'm not even gonna bother this time around. Like I I I've said this two years ago, and I'll say it again. I think Last Jedi, it's gonna be one of those like in twenty twenty five years when there's no more Star Wars movies, and we're just looking back at the past. We're gonna be like, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. It, oh like, yeah, no, it's it's creatures of the moment right now because they're not getting the movie they wanted. You know, it's like I'm a huge. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of the EU games, like the Jedi Academy games and everything. You know, all the stuff they did for in between the movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm cool. Like I was cool with Last Jedi, and some people didn't like it. The people who I can't stand are the ones like, oh, it's an abortion. It's you know, not my like the not my Star Wars people. Are like fuck you. It's just it's an iteration. It's what they're doing. You you had your thing. Now this is what we're getting on the screen. Yeah. You like that? Then stick to that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, I I think the only one that I actually, despite we get heated about it, it's like G and I when we when we argue when we debated about Last Jedi, he's the only one that I can actually enjoy a debate because he doesn't just throw the same fucking shit that I hear from everybody else. I didn't call it an abortion, and I there were things <laughs> I liked, and there were things I didn't like. Yeah, my 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 biggest issue is always well, I've only watched it once, but my biggest issue was pacing and that it was kind of like, that it was what. I mean, my issue, biggest issue was pacing, and I just kind of felt it was like kind of slow. And then there was, and then I just can't. I mean, I've always I feel like this during Force Awakens. I just like can't get down with the villain, man. Like, I just can't get down with you, Kylo Ren. Don't you dare speak <laughs> ill will like of he, Adam like Driver. He, he just looks. He just seems like a brat. I just can't. <laughs> well, He's I mean, like, look, a just, kid, a kid that's just throwing a tantrum. Well, Luke is a brat. Luke yeah, is a, yeah, Luke is a brat. I was going to the Tashi station pick up power converters. But he's only a brat like in the first. <laughs> no, he's a brat in the second uh, one. Ah, he's pretty fucking whiny. Yeah, I I think the only movie he's not a brat is that's why like it's funny because like the whole uh, this is not our Luke and I'm like yeah, I don't know. In, in New Hope and Empire he was kind of fucking bratty. He in in Return of the Jedi he was fucking badass, but like. Empire, he's like, oh, but I gotta go rescue my friend. Like Yoda's trying to train his kid, and he's like bitching. It's like, how can you lift all this stuff, and I can? I'm like, shut up, man, shut up. Like I like Luke, but I, I've never been like Luke's never been my favorite character in Star Wars. Like it's always been Han and Vader. But uh, yeah, do you, think no- the, do you think we're just fighting? Like you know, Star Wars fans are fighting each other because now the whole Star Trek versus Star Wars is over. I just think geek culture is now embraced, so we have no one else to fight. So let's fight, fight each ourselves. other. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know. I just think, and it goes back to like what G said before and what I've said before. It's like people just ha- need to find some. No one will ever be a hundred percent, a hundred percent satisfied with everything. So they just have to find something to argue with. Because I mean, I'm sure in 1981 or 1980, uh, I'm sorry, when Empire came out, came out, if the internet was around, people would hate the, the reveal. So that would just be silly. Yeah. <laughs> I can Empire Strike. Empire Strike. And there'll be the, like that that group of people like, oh, I saw it from the beginning, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like that's why I think Glass Jedi was a victim of the internet a lot too. Because I mean, I don't. I look at this. I really compare it to Empire a lot in terms of not obviously perspective of narrative it's a different narrative but like reactions to certain things i'm sure empire would have gotten the same thing 
So, I mean, whatever. We'll see what happens in December. I'm highly looking forward to it. It's my oh, number yeah. one most anticipated film of the year. So, But uh, to finish up on news, some exciting news that G reported was uh, all that is being revived in Nickelodeon and Are You Afraid of the Dark is being revived in, as a miniseries on Nickelodeon plus the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie that's coming out this year. Can, can we revive Shelby Wu? No. We cannot. Can we revive no. Cousin Skeeter, though? Yeah, you know no, what? we cannot. <laughs> I really <laughs> like Shelby Wu. Maybe Crazy Witch Asians was a big deal, so I'm sure that someone in the Nickelodeon office is like, we need an Asian TV show. <laughs> Bring her back. Like, I personally, I, the all that, I I don't I think. I, I want Alex Mack to come back. <sighs> I'm down for Alex that. Alex Mack as a mom? Down. No. Alan Strange, bring that shit back to uh, where we're at. You guys, oh, fucking... John Cena is gonna host. Are you smarter than the fifth grader? They're bringing that back too. That makes total sense. I totally yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, John Cena with kids is <laughs> like. He well, has... yeah. I mean, you guys weren't at, at Comic Con when he during the Bumblebee panel when he when he showed up. He pretty much dominated that whole crowd. He's really good with people. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's uh... like, extreme, like I was like, I was like, I get it. Like I know, <laughs> I, I understand. Like I know, I know. Because just gee, I know you don't watch wrestling, but like he, uh, he actually is granted the most Make a Wish wishes in its oh, really? in, in the company's history. Yeah. So he's really, really good with kids. So this is, I think I'm surprised that he hasn't done more kid friend. I mean, Bumblebee is kind of kid friendly, but not completely. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten in that direction, like more kid friendly oh, um, comedy. I, I know we were like talking about TV, but you brought up Bumblebee. I just read that like officially, uh, Bumblebee is gonna like be like. A official like restart of the Transformer movies. They are going to make another one. Um. Okay. Sure. And well, I mean, Bumblebee was good. No, no, it was really good. I really liked it. I just. Um. I was kind of worried because like it made it made money, but it didn't make like a ton of money. I mean, because it, it kind of came out during the crowded like December, you know, that December, December. But yeah. I guess it made almost five hundred million dollars worldwide. It did really well in China. They love that. They love Transformers in China. <laughs> um. What well, What else? Oh yeah. With the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like I think I'll probably be more into the Are You Afraid of the Dark over. The, all that. I think all that'll be. I don't know. I was really into it as a kid, but I'm not a kid anymore. I well, think so. With, with all that, there's more potential to bring back the original people. Nah, you saw because I think if you're going to redo all that, you got to do it in the same vein that all that was yeah, meant. Yeah, with and kids. That's to, yeah, to give it to the kids and let them have theirs. I mean, you can have you know cameos. You can have quick you know ins and outs. I mean, hell, you could maybe even revive a skit or two just for one or two times. But I do have information with Lori Beth Dimber. Uh, I was thinking going back to Goodberg. <laughs> like, you know what they should do? Because Nickelodeon, I don't know. It took it took them, I don't know, like 10, 15 years to finally embrace their past. Because they, for a long time, were just like, we don't, you know, they don't release. Really, like, nope, nope, nope. They're like, yeah, new things. We just want new things. Like, they didn't even <laughs> release all these shows on DVD or Blu-ray. Like, it's it's amazing to me. So they, this year, they... Well, last year they embraced Double Dare, which is doing great business for them. I think it was the third highest rated show on Super Bowl Sunday. So it's oh. it's done really well for them. And I'm guessing I'm at this point, just bring back Snick. You already have two other shows. Don't say it. <laughs> what? Just, we're I not getting S- we're not getting back. Clarissa explains it all. I know that's what you're No, using. I love Snick. It was all right, so what would you do as a lineup? What lineup would you bring back for Snick? And so you have your nine. The, you have your nine. World of Alex Mack. So I'll give you that. So I'll give you Shelby Secret World. Wu. No. So I'll give you. So I'll give you that. And then we we keep we keep the nine o'clock hour for all that. And are you afraid of the dark? Because I remember that. Are you afraid of the dark? Always close, Nick. But I'm gonna give. I'm gonna bring back a show that only had 22 episodes, and I loved. And I think it would. It still holds up when I watch it. Bring put eight o'clock. Salute your shorts. 
And then, yeah, and then, and I have a bootleg Blu-ray copy of it because it doesn't even exist on DVD. Well, <laughs> hey, 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 dude, would be another good one. So oh. I liked Hey Dude a lot. I actually, own this complete series too, but I, I don't know how I would do as opposed to like just kids at a camp kind of deal. Hey, dude, is like on a farm and shit. So I don't know. I like I like. Am both. I the only fan of a hundred good D's for Eddie McDowd? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Did anybody watch oh, Kablam? I, I didn't remember it when you said it. I was like, what? <laughs> Kablam, oh, well, that was my uh, shit. Uh, I, I guess you can't really bring it back because it's very specific, but uh, was it Pete and Pete? I love Pete and Pete. It was also filmed in New Jersey. Oh, what? where? Um, C- Central or South. I think it's by you, Rye, actually. But it was definitely oh, filmed shit. in New Jersey, yeah. Um, I love Pete and Pete. And P. I would love to see a Clarissa Explains It All reboot melissa joan hart is not really doing anything right now oh so yeah except, have time except, except hating on and sabrina she could be no she actually doesn't hate on sabrina didn't she hate on it g no, when you were she at didn't. no she did she, she did threw shade she, she, no. was like, she was kind of upset that like you know she didn't think there should be a reboot but, but then she was kind of like then she kind of backtracked and was like since it's so dark and so different Right, she it doesn't was take okay away with it. it doesn't take but if away it would have been as it. if it would have been like lighthearted like her show I think she would have been more upset if it would have been like the same thing. But then it became now it's successful and it's fucking praise. So, but regardless, look at, but it was successful. Back, you really like Sabrina the Teenage Witch? It was yes. successful no, no, for I'm her about the too. New one, the new one. No, 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 the new one is too. But I'm saying like her Sabrina was just as successful it was. because there was tons of it, merchandising. It was on two networks, yeah. Especially when I watched it, like there was so much marketing, and even in Archie Comics would bring out like different versions, and then it spun off with the cartoon Sabrina that wasn't too long after this show. So then that had its own comic series with it too. So it's it's a very successful property for Archie Comics. So oh, anyway. the cartoon series was a hard watch at times, though. Like it was fun, but oh, I didn't I mind it. Yeah, I don't remember the. <laughs> it was. I think series. it was on Saturday mornings. Oh, so, on yep. ABC. so they tried to do what Back to the Future did, bring up fucking cartoon series. No, Back to the Future series no, because was terrible. Back to the Future was like from a movie. This was just from the TV show, but it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't relate to the TV show. Wait, it was Back just, to the Future had a cartoon series. It, it sure was just did. Sabrina and oh, shit, I did not know that. and stuff. But it wasn't like Melissa Joan Hart's Sabrina. Mm. It actually, although it was voiced by her sister. Emily Hart. Nice. And it's, yeah, the Back to the Future cartoon series starts right after Back to the Future Part 3. And that's when you know David's okay. like, all right, I don't want to talk about this anymore. When he's like, nice. <laughs> I was just answering Ryan's question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the last bit of news before we get into our Oscar talk, too, was I know G and I have been back and forth on this, and I was like, I've seen that it's doing well. Alita's really performing well, isn't it? So I, I'm not going to, I'm going to like give you the good news, but there's a lot of bad news. So it, it looks like it's opening to like $41.7 million over the long president's day. So weekend. is it so going to win the week? It's yeah. But, win the weekend. but is it going to, is, is it going to make its money back with the overseas? The bad news is that it costs anywhere between 160 and $237 million to Eesh. make. It is not going to make it back here. It has to do really well overseas. It started well it's in just, overseas. It's, just, it's right? just too much. Like it's just too expensive. That's a big problem. It was a good week though in the movies because of uh, that's currently sixty one percent. So it's doing a little better than I thought um, with a ninety two percent audience score. Um, Happy Death Day sixty six percent, which G will talk about in a bit because you saw. Um, with a sixty-six percent though audience score, so I'm not sure you'll probably talk. Yeah, it's. I'll say I'll talk about it. With you. Yeah, and then um, fighting with my family, which I saw is the uh, the movie about uh, 
WWE Superstar page is at 93. How is it? It's really good. Um, if you're Gene not a, if, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're gonna not notice the things I noticed. Um, you Ryan will notice the things I noticed. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. There's a few continuity issues in terms of her career that uh, they kind of glossed over. Oh, okay. And the director was there. Stephen Merchant was there, and he someone asked that, which was I'm glad they addressed it. Um, they asked. So I'll spoil this part, Ryan. It's nothing in terms of the movie's main plot, but okay. um, they don't talk about her winning the NXT title, and she was the first women's NXT champion. So oh, wow. they gloss completely over that, and it's uh, I'll talk about more of that when I get into the movie discussion. Um, and then a movie that I didn't expect shit from, and I was very, 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 very entertained. Uh, we saw Isn't It Romantic yesterday, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, David I re- was laughing. I was laughing, and... And he does not laugh. Yeah, no, I don't laugh. Uh, But we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, I guess we'll get right into what we saw this week. Um, To keep track of my my, uh, what we talked about last week of how many movies I will try to see over 300 movies this year. Uh, I saw 11 movies this week. Um, Damn. Yeah. So I saw. I felt I felt accomplished watching two yesterday. (laughs) So I saw uh, we saw what men want on Sunday, which is fucking awful. Um, wasn't that? It was fucking it wasn't awful. It was. Fucking, it wasn't awful. It was bad, it was, but it wasn't awful. There, it was terrible. Um, I, I thought it was fucking terrible. I there's I like nothing of it. I can say maybe the dynamic between well, the father. Well, it ain't for you. What happened? It's not for you, Jen. <laughs> when it's the for black people, Jen. <laughs> hey. When the fucking when the psych what what the, the I liked it. what was the card reader. What was it? Sister. sister? Sister. Sister. That That's her name. name. That was her name. When yeah, she sister. when she comes <laughs> when she comes into the apartment is one of the corniest moments in I've seen maybe this year in the last few years of movies. It's fucking stupid and ridiculous. I get it. But... Tar- Taraji deserved better. She's always good. I mean Taraji's Taraji, so um I also saw I took a we had a snow day here in the East Coast this week. Uh so I, I went on a Sylvester Stallone marathon so i saw over the top which i love uh demolition man tango and cash daylight and fucking judge dread judge dread's really really bad i don't recommend it um <laughs> i saw the shape of water uh just catching up on some oscar stuff i saw suspiria uh so gee like do you like the original yeah i love the original all right so i know that we were worried about the two and a half hour length it's i i didn't feel the length i think everything fits perfectly but it's completely different than the original it takes very different very different turns so did you know that dario gento didn't like it really yeah because it it, came out and said it 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 took why took too many liberties i guess yeah that was the big issue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's i don't want to spoil it because i do i would love to hear what you and jen say if you guys watch it um but it's very very different um the score is great. Uh, cinematography is great. Uh, I personally liked it a lot. Uh, and then, yeah, the movies we saw in theaters, Fighting With My Family and Isn't It Romantic. And I also saw The Hustler. But Fighting With My Family, it's – I think you like – you like The Wrestler, like right, the wrestler. G? G? Yeah. So it's – it includes – it's it's more of a hard comedy, but it does have a very strong family dynamic. And you see a more – drama-esque when it comes to their situation but the comedy in the movie is great vince vaughn steals it i think vince vaughn is fantastic and i'm a 
guilty pleasure Vince Vaughn fan, so I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah, he's actually one of the main characters in it. He's really, really good. Uh and then Isn't It Romantic is It's cute. No. So I don't I don't I'm not a fan of romantic comedies the way Jen is. It pokes fun at it so well. It does. And it as a uh, romantic comedy expert here, uh, yeah, it hits on all like the tropes and it like parodies off of it. But I think it does it in a very intelligent way. It's not, you know, it's not just coming out there and being like like a scary movie or something like that. Like it's very, it's a very smart. It's not like a spoof. Yeah, it's no, just a yeah. very smart way that it sort of turns its head on it, and it's it's cute. It has it has a happy ending, of course, um, and I I really enjoy the cast. Um, yeah, how was uh, how was Quantico? I'm sorry, I forget her name. <laughs> Who the fuck is Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra? <laughs> Who the fuck uh, is Quantico? Actually, sorry, Priyanka, Priyanka a, Chopra Jonas. Quantico. I can't remember her name. <laughs> Wait, who's jo- Wait, she's married to Nick Jonas? She's married to Nick yeah, Jonas, yes. Oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, no, she was good. She's she's not in it that much. I mean, really, the star is uh, Rebel Rebel. Wilson. And I don't like her, but she was good. She was really good in it. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. Adam, Adam Devine's in it too, right? Yeah, he is. He definitely has his workaholics persona in it a little bit. And then the Hemsworth we don't care about is in it. That's not nice. That's oh, Mr. Yeah, it's Miley like Hemsworth, Cyrus. He keeps trying to make a thing. He was good in it though, but he was. He was good in it. And I just sit there and I watch it. and I'm like, oh, you're not as good as your brother. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's the thing that's always going to be over his head. Yeah, He's his brother's so Thor. much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll never be Thor. <laughs> I like kind of lump him with like Scott Eastwood. And I'll take Liam Hensworth over Scott Eastwood any day of the week. <laughs> I I don't like him at all. Um, but no, I think you, you you're definitely gonna love it, G. And I, it's really you, short. This is right up your alley. The movie's like an hour and thirty. <laughs> it's only yeah, no, not even. It's it's one twenty eight with credits, so like eighty minutes. Yeah. So it's oh, wow, that's really short. Yeah, but it gets to, it doesn't need to be longer. I it think doesn't. It's, it's, I think it hit it right where it needed to be. My favorite part. And there's a few fun songs. My favorite part's in actually in the trailer, but I, it still hits well when you watch it in the movies when she has sex with uh, Liam Hemsworth, and it just cuts to the next day because it's a PG thirteen rom com. It's a PG thirteen rom com, so you can't actually see them having sex. So that's really funny. Um, and she just keeps trying to have sex, and then it just start the day starts over again for her. So it's really funny. <laughs> All right. So what did well Jen saw what I saw. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um yesterday we did me and Casey did a double feature day. We saw a Lego movie too. Um definitely not as good as the first one. Um but fun. And I definitely see what you were talking about, David, with the whole tying it up nice. Yeah, right. Uh, like, I think not- it's, I think this is it. This should be it. Although I could see where they do a third, like maybe like they skip again, you know, because they do skip a couple years in this one. So maybe they skip a couple years to when the kid has kids and they do something like that. Yeah, that's, that's the true. only thing I can see. And I also saw what women want. What I enjoyed want. it. Def- what men want. Sorry. I enjoyed <laughs> what women want a lot more. So I like do I. Quick. Uh, I did like the little quick little uh, homage to uh, the first one when they when he's like, oh, yesterday we had some guy with a toaster in the bathroom. I'm like. Because that's how he got the powers in the first one, and mm-hmm. uh, what me- uh, women want. I enjoyed the mind reading stuff. I got a kick out of that. Um, what, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wood. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It was. Eh. 
I'm glad I saw it, but I'm glad I used A list to see it. I'll Shout say out that. to A list. And then, um, yeah, G, you said you just saw Happy Death Day, right? Ooh, yeah, I saw Happy Death Day to you, which I actually liked a lot. It's it's <clears throat> it's way more comedy though, and it goes way like sci-fi. It's not really like a even the first one was like a, it kind of was promoted as a slasher movie, but it was more of like a slasher like comedy. But this because they have to they have to explain why the the time loop keeps happening. And they do, and they do it well, and it's funny, and I enjoyed it. And the people in the theater that we saw it with enjoyed it, but I can see a lot of people going to see it and being, like, thrown by, like, how, like, funny it is or how funny it's trying to be. And then I think the sci-fi thing might turn people off, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think, like, both of them have been really, really well handled. I think it's hard to do, like, horror comedy and do it well, and I think those movies do it pretty well. I know you didn't see the first one, but, like, a lot of people do like the first one. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the cast too. They're really good. I think they did it pretty well. It's going to be another hit for Blumhouse, even if it doesn't make as much as the original. It only cost like nine million to make, and it's already made fifteen. So oh, that's a win there. Oh nice. Yeah. I, have they? I would love to look that up. Maybe for another episode. Um, have they ever been in the red? I don't think so. I can't. I can't think. Of I don't think so. I think even with something like the Gallows, so the Gallows cost like nothing to make, and it didn't really make a ton of money, but like. Is because it, it didn't cost much to make. They've been able to like always make their money back. They, now they that but Jason Blum said that all his movies don't hit like the way he wants them to. But I think they all kind of turn a profit. I I need him to buy the Friday the Thirteenth rights and Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> rights and just make. I think he wants to. That's probably best. He's the I best. I think he would love if like all of those were under uh, Blumhouse. The Blumhouse. Yeah. I mean, I because I know I know he wants to. He talked about like he would love to reboot Scream, and I know you did last summer. Uh do you really want another Scream? Is just of it. I think the issue with '90s movies, as much as we love them, is it's a product of its time. Scream yeah, works. Scream is very much a, a product yeah. of the late '90s. Yeah, and I think that's why like people didn't like unless you were a fan of the franchise. I think that's why Scream Four didn't hit as well as it could have. Because it was very much made for people that enjoyed that franchise, but it's so dated. We all like it, and not, all right? It's not like dated in a bad way, like where you can't watch it. But it's very, it's again, it's very much of its time. That's like that's why I had an issue with them talking about remaking Clueless. So I feel like Clueless is a product of its 90s, time, yeah. And it that's is. why it's it funny. Is. I don't think I don't think it would be as funny now. And I, I mean, I guess they could do it if they really wanted to, but I don't know. It but you could totally, I know you did last summer. That would be easy. Yeah, because as much as we like it, I don't think it had like this cult following. Like Scream is a not just a cult classic; it is a horror classic. So it's a little bit different in terms of where you have both of those movies. So I would be down for, and I know we did last summer. And Jennifer Love Hewitt is a killer. That'd be great. <laughs> are we going to pull a Rebecca Gay Hart in Urban Legend? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Blumhouse is killing it. I don't. I don't think they've they've struck out in terms of financial success, and now they get no. They're like the they're like the king of like the horror movies. I mean, I know that Michael Bay wanted to be with Platinum Dunes. That's what you know. He, they made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, and they were trying to like kind of be the new place for horror, but that didn't really work out because they started making bad movies. Like Blumhouse, pretty much like the good thing about them is that one, they make their movies on the cheap, but they don't look cheap. They don't feel cheap. And then they kind of give whoever's making them uh, a lot of creative freedom. They let them, like, do their thing. They don't, like, intervene, and they don't, like, interfere. And I think that is why their movies 
like for the most part turned out good because they actually let their talent like Take do over, what they yeah. want to do. I mean, that's what uh, that's great. Like, even something like uh, I'm trying to think of like uh, like a lower tier Blumhouse movie, but like there's some of them that like may not seem that great, but like there there are a lot of like artistic forges in a lot of their movies that work well because they just kind of let their filmmakers just play. And I, I think that's a testament to them. Like maybe they, maybe there's like a low risk because like it's, it, they don't cost that much to make and that maybe that's why it's like, okay, we're just going to let you do what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, then they, and they're also not just behind horror. I had no idea that they like, they have like production rights on like uh black Klansman. They had like productions rights on Whiplash. I didn't even know that. Oh, I don't know about Whiplash. I knew about Black Klansman. I don't know about Whiplash. It's cool. But you know, yeah, they like low key. Like I can't believe that they uh, they're like an Oscar nominated like production company. Not just an Oscar, <laughs> not an Oscar winning production Any company. Production company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up what we saw this week. But... Uh, actually, yeah, I just want to do a quick shout out to one thing. I saw. <laughs> it's always Ryan. It's <laughs> always Ryan. <laughs> The shout out to uh, Kev Smith versus Jason Mewes on Drop the Mic. That was very entertaining, especially from a huge Kev Smith View Skew fan. Are they? Have they started filming a a week from tomorrow? Can't oh, wait! Okay. I can't wait! It's gonna be so bad. Uh, we're gonna love it. I <laughs> exactly. Uh, nothing can top. Nothing can top Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. I still love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the only things that just really suck because uh, that can't be done. Obviously, with reboot, that's going to be missing is no Carrie Fisher, no George Carlin. Yeah. That was ah, such. A... You know, it's funny because while I don't, um, I don't think they're that. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is better than Clerks or Chasing Amy. I do find it the most rewatchable out of all his movies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's an easy watch. It's actually the first Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith movie I ever saw in theaters. I got to give a shout out to my cousin for that. She took me to the theater to watch that on a 2000, September 2001 at like a 10 o'clock showing. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty funny. And then that's when I started watching Kevin Smith movies. So that's probably that's the watched. first one I saw in theaters too. Solely because of a light of douche and she, and you're like, oh, she's not even in it that much. She wasn't even in it that much. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> but overall, it was hilarious. I thought from beginning to end, even it's so like juvenile. But I really like the beginning with that the the song, the mother motherfuck. Mother, oh mother, yeah, it's funny because after watching, uh, <laughs> after watching, drop the mic. I'm like, yep, Jade's best rap was still in Jane's. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's just fucking hilarious. Uh, it's so quotable. I can, you can do. I at least I know I could from heart, no problem. Just you can easily uh, say it from heart. It's very memorable. It's very easy to get stuck in your head. Jen's- well, it was funny. I remember one time that movie came out when they were talking about it. Like that, that was like the big opportunity. Like, like for like that. To make really make Jason Mewes like the star of that of the of that movie, to like give him his own like showcase and all that stuff. Like, it's very much his Mews movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I still uh, do think even Ben Affleck is funny. Like even in it, even that movie, he's funny. Oh, Ben Affleck's funny as shit in all the Kevin Smith movies. Uh, ben Affleck doesn't do enough comedy. He should. Yeah, it's oh, true. I agree. He has a new he movie coming out too. Too seriously at some point. I don't know when it was. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> But yeah, Jane Silent Bob's reboot coming this fall, right? Right, Ryan? Is there... Yeah, I believe it is fall. I, I just know it's record. It's starting a week from next week, from Monday. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm not sure exactly when they said it's supposed to be. When they're supposed to be released, I'm not even sure it's supposed to get a wide release or if they're gonna do uh, like they did with a groovy movie. Okay. What the hell's movie? Yeah. 
Groovy movie was a was an animated movie that Jason Mewes directed, and he just like went around and showed it, kind of like they did with Red State. I think it would be an easier one to compare it to. Uh, they okay. just kind of showed it like in select theaters. I'm not sure if it's going to get wide or not. And then uh, last a little bit of news. Um, it is going to be three hours, and G's not happy. Yeah. Stop making horror movies that long. The sweet spot is ninety minutes. Well, Maybe I think it'll be five. fine. You have a lot of ground to cover as adults, so I think having it be three hours. I can't wait to see that giant spider. <laughs> mm. You don't remember the spider? Yes, I remember. So the spider. fucking cheesy. It's so bad. Yeah, but it might not. I be do like the cast. Here. Good. No, the cast is good. And then uh, I think I mentioned it last week, Infinity, uh, Infinity War. Endgame is seems like it's going to be three hours. So. And I'm okay no with problem. that too. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You have like 22 movies you have to pretty much put a bow on, so I'm cool with that. Uh, so I guess the last bit of news that will transition into what we're here for today. Uh, so the so the Academy pulled four categories from the live broadcast. Then everyone complained about it and voiced their opinion about it. And then it was the Academy said, we're, "Boom, boom, we can we're gonna air everything like." We should like, have we, from the beginning. We complaints. <laughs> do you think? Sorry. Do you think they're just kind of doing this just to get like publicity, like saying like, "Well, oh, we're going to sure. do all these controversial things," so then they get publicity and outrage, so people will be more in tune to watch. Great, but I feel like it's just backfiring glad, on them. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. So I was engaging with someone on the on the Real Talk Instagram this week about this exact subject, and they, I. I have my feelings on 2016, and I'm not going to get into it again. But I, I haven't heard this side of it before. He, um, let me. I'm just, while I look for the the page, I'll give a a, a shout out to the specific person. Uh, they said that the way they said that this whole hosting has led controversy. It's been so controversial that people are going to, you know, more people are going to tune in. It makes that person think that. The whole Moonlight La La Land was just a setup. Like it was more that La La Land really did win, but let's just create controversy and then give it to Moonlighters. And because it seems like the Oscar losing viewers the way they are, it's just having them jump into that jumping the shark. Actually, yeah, but they were looking for. They're looking always for younger viewers. They want to keep. They want to drive not, more people. It's but not going to happen. La La Land and Moonlight are not movies for younger viewers. No, no, no. In no, no. The I'm, same not talking about, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the creating controversy. So you have the controversy of 2016. People are going to come in 2017 and see if it happens again. Kind of deal. I don't know if I agree with that aspect of it, but... but I mean, it's not the first time that I mean, uh, I was you know getting ready for today's episode. I was watching a bunch of old. Uh, you know, like fun facts about the Oscars and Sammy Davis Jr. got the wrong envelope at one point. I forget what year it was, but and then I think maybe uh, I think it just happens and it's the first time in years, obviously. But I can see that how it could just be a ploy to have people talking about the Oscars because I mean, I mean, look at even the Super Bowl, no one was really talking about the Super Bowl, and now people don't really so, talk about the Oscars the next yeah, day. So, we need some to talk. So, the the person that I was speaking to on on the Real Talk Instagram podcast spoilers, I'm just going to read word for word. Uh, I'm not saying that La La Land Moonlight mix up was intentional. There's no way to really know. But it's shit like this that makes me roll my eyes when 
detractors try and say the Academy will never stoop to a publicity stunt like this. It's a TV show event that has been hemorrhaging viewership over the past 20 years. So, so I mean, I, I've said this before. It has nothing. I don't think it has anything to do with the Oscars. It has to do with the fact that there's options out there. 20 years ago, you had like a few channels. People just tuned into the Oscars. That's just the way it was. Now we have Netflix. You rather watch, you know, casual movie goers or casual like watches of the Oscars in years past. Just rather watch reruns of The Office or watch you or, you know, anything that's popular on Netflix or streaming than watch people get awards. So I, I mean, think a lot of things. Well, I, think funny. What happened, I think what happened in the last few years too, I know I know that personally turned off people that I know that were watching it when when they started, when any award show, not just the Oscars, started to become like kind of heavily politicized, where they started making all these jokes about Trump and then talking about that, like a lot of people I know were like, I just want to watch an, like an entertainment show. Like, I don't want to hear like your thoughts on politics and what's going on in the world. And uh, there was a period where like a lot of those award shows, because a lot of Hollywood is very liberal, like would kind of jam, like kind of beat you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. And it became less fun to watch it. Because it's not like like I'm watching this to see who wins. I'm not watching to hear your opinion on something. Now I get it. Like a lot of people will say the op- like the other side of that is like you have a platform, use it. But you, I think you should know when to use a certain platform. And I don't think that show or something like that is the right time to do it. Because most Again, look people at- are just trying to escape for a minute and just watch something fun. Yeah, I so- mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, so I belong to a Facebook group for Turner Classic Movie fans. <laughs> I, I must sound like such an old lady on this episode, but uh, Tupperware well, you and are Turner also, Classic Movies. Well, you are also a member of the Turner Classic Movies backlot. <laughs> I am actually. I'm a backlot member, uh, thanks to a gift from David. So I, I am. I would love to go to their film festival, but that's a that's a story for a different day. Um, but I I know that anytime anyone posts in that group regarding like the Oscars, like there's always a ton of comments saying. And you'd be surprised because I would think that some older people would be more into like politics and whatnot. But they're like, God, I hope that they don't start talking about this and this and that. And they're like, you know, I just want to watch for fun. Like I'm not watching this to get an education let's say like or have to be like schooled or lectured on something she's like i'm just trying to escape and i hope that this doesn't turn into that so and my biggest 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 i mean i hate it period i hated the decision from when it was announced last year to where we are today but what made it more egregious is the fact of what they chose to not air cinematography editing and i mean I think every award, despite I don't watch the shorts, they should be on this on the broadcast. But I mean, it, we all predicted the shorts. I don't think any of us did not predict the shorts. But cinematography and editing—it's like the heart pulse of making movies—and you're not going to give these awards out on your fucking broadcast that is celebrating the year in film. It was just like mind-boggling to me that out of all the awards, you're going to sit there and have a meeting and this what's his name, John Bailey. Yeah, and he's like, "Nah, these are what we're going to do." Well, it w- I love how people on Twitter, especially, were so quick to call out Disney and ABC because oh, yeah, they're yeah. like, "These four categories are the only categories that they're not nominated in." So the bias is there, 
And on top of that, like they said, oh, no, we're still going to like air them. They're just going to be like right at the end of the show. So then you already have a long show. And then if you expect that people are going to start tuning out, they're still going to miss. And my favorite. Just play the whole damn show. My favorite part was when they were like, oh, but like, no, every year we're just going to rotate different ones. Oh, so Best Picture is going to get it one year. I was like, is Best Picture going to get not get aired live? (laughs) And no, my my favorite one was we're going to edit the speech to give out the highlights. And I'm like, no, the highlight is the entire speech of them winning an, an Academy Award. I'm like, oh my god, they just don't get it. They just don't get it. Um, I'm glad everything's going back to the way it was, and this stupid, stupid, stupid decision can go kick rocks, and I hope we never have to hear about this shit again. Um, also, anybody that watches the Oscars already knows that it's always long. So, like, I invest my Sunday, and I know I'm going to be spending three four five hours on this like this is one night a year i know that i'm going to be watching this i know that i'm going to be tired the next day like i know i'm not going to bed early like i'm glad this you is me- important i'm glad me. you mentioned that because i did i, I can't remember the year because i an idiot like I, I forgot to write it down i think it was 2005 or 2006 that the oscars had the longest broadcast i think it was four hours and 30 minutes and <laughs> Had 78 million viewers. I mean, length didn't yeah, seem I mean, like a, it was just a different time. Yeah, there wasn't any. It was. It goes back to like there wasn't a lot of options. So, I'm I'm just glad everything as fuck fucking nuts as this season has been as going is back to where we we wanted a nice long award show that everyone gets what they deserve. You know, time to to give thanks to whoever you know they want to give thanks to when they win the, their Academy Award. Um. I'm just, you know, I'm a huge fan of classic film and I'm a huge fan of the Oscars. So, like, this is outside of, like, me being a wrestling fan, outside of, like, WrestleMania, the Oscars are my most important Sunday of the year. So, I mean, isn't it? It's funny that you say that because I was just sitting here thinking about it. Because isn't it funny that there's both the correlation between people thinking it's the runtime problem for Mania and runtime problem for Oscars? I mean, how long was last Mania? Seven hours. What was it? Yeah. Like. Trust me, and I was G, sitting there. G isn't really <laughs> into this, but in the wrestling world, pay-per-views, WrestleMania, these are hours upon so, hours that so to you give G like as a fan. To give G like a small summary. So WrestleMania, WrestleMania is their Oscars. WrestleMania runs from 5 o'clock to midnight. That's a seven-hour show. Yeah, and no, and I mean, not including pre-show, not include, <laughs> and I'm, um, they're still getting, they're still getting eighty, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand people at these arenas and in we, attendance on top of all the viewership, and they have over, I think they have two point five million uh, subscribers to their network, and they still have pay-per-view sale. You know, people are still watching it because it's one time a year. Right, their pay-per-views usually go three, four hours on like on a monthly basis, but WrestleMania yeah. is being their Oscars go far, but you know. It's pageantry. It's everything. Yeah. So like, but the fact that it's only one time a year, people should just stop complaining and watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just exactly. But it is what it is. Uh, Ryan, you did some. You did some watch before I get into my top ten head scratching Oscar wins, and then we get into our predictions. Uh, what did you? You said you did research. What did you find out, or what did you see? Well, one thing I did not know was the fact that the Oscars started just because uh, Mayor, the one of the founders of MGM wanted more power, wanted more control and get the movies that he wanted made. 
the studio era, man. The 30s were fucking vicious. It's insane. No, yeah. but it's just insane to me. Like, like, so we celebrate this whole thing. We're supposed to be, oh, it's about the actors, it's about the people who do the work, but it really was just bribery when you look at it. Yeah, man. Um, well, I think I that wondering... still kind of remains the same, right? Because yeah, you still, still have to campaign. Like you still have to you still sort have of to campaign for stuff, yeah. put yeah, yourself now, out I mean... there. If you don't do it, then you're going to expect. So, like, you would think that it's yeah, just something for awards. Play the game, you just don't get up. Well, yeah, look at a star is born. The only time I think the, like, not playing the game works, and it's kind of backfired on her now, I think Monique is a good example. She didn't campaign, but she was, like, so good in Precious that it was, like, you had to give it to her. But, she but she's, like, an example of, like, she didn't, really, she didn't really play that game at all, which is why she's not doing anything now, because you get blackballed for that reason, because you don't... It is, it is politics. You do have to almost earn it on top of already earning performance you have to sell yourself more yep and sell the project more uh i mean i, I that's what kind of has always thrown me about the oscars like like it's kind of like i think that's kind of a negative like why shouldn't you have to like do even more than already put in the good work like i've never really quite understood that yeah it's just a product of the business i guess yeah no it's just yeah, no. hollywood being hollywood yeah i just found that insane i'm just like and it's also, I mean, comparing back then to now, I mean, now you can get your movie made, you know, very easy. They're over internet, over Netflix, over that now. But there's a lot more options now. Well, another now, thing that I'm not sure if you knew, Ryan, was I th- in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, and I think going into the 50s, mid to late 50s, and Jen can confirm, um, it was harder f- – it was more of a studio game too because and i know like g mentioned studios are important today and it's all about selling yourself but in the 20s 30s and 40s and early 50s studios actors were only making movies for one studio you weren't gonna have like let's say emma stone making la la land for i forgot what studio made it and then going making a blumhouse movie that wasn't gonna happen studios it was so important because studios own the rights to these actors. That's why it was like a, a fighting, like a fighting for, all right, are we going to get Maryland to sign with RKO? Or are we going to get Maryland to sign with MGM? Like, I mean, almost. And if I you mean, wanted hey, to go see. to another studio, you needed to finish out your contract. And it could be with whatever movie, even if the movie was going to bomb, you just had to make the movie, whether you wanted to or not, just to finish off the contract. If they let you off, if they let you go. So it I mean, was very, very sound- rare. Does that not kind of, Dave? Does that not kind of sound like say WWE, AEW kind of stuff? And back in the day, WCW, WWF yeah. stuff. No, it does. I mean, but yeah, now with the Oscars, it's more you have to sell yourself because you, the Academy Award is not only you know the most prestigious award in Hollywood, but it the fact that you can put behind your name Academy Award winner just brings you more Even money. Even being a nominee, yeah, you can it, add that shit to your yeah, name. Like, I, in I, every credit. I think it was when... Um, it just brings you more clout, when, when more opportunity, it? It more battle money. The, it was Battle of the Sexes when the year after Emma won. I was watch, We were watching the trailer and it said Academy Award or Emma Stone, but you're like to your point, Academy Award nominated Steve Carell. Yeah. So just adding that is just prestige. So that's why like people, sure. people don't Golden like, Globe we, winner. We do this and we care, you know, we understand the nomination is important. Some people don't. So it's good to like that we get an explanation out there like being nominated still is important. So I even think it's kind of like these awards are kind of like earning uh, a college degree for 
for actors in a way. Like you sort of have graduated to the top. Well, yeah, like you've made it, and now you can add this to your name. You like, know, there are people that become doctors. They do their PhD, and then they they'll forever have doctor there on their name. Or even if you do your masters, like nominate, you, get, you can use that. We can use it like your name. We can do it like this. Credentials. Being nominated is like getting your bachelor's. Winning the Oscar is getting your masters. Mm. Yeah. You get more money. You get money as with with the I bachelors, guess. and then you once you get your masters, you just I would say winning is more like a doctorate. Okay, because it's the it's not everyone can do it, and it's like really really difficult to get there. Okay, so unless you're no, never mind. That's another story. Unless you're what? Nothing. Were you gonna say Leo? <laughs> no, Leo deserves the Oscar. Ah. I wasn't gonna say anything. But uh, all right, so. Bef- get well, in- what's funny is that oh, a- you, I think it's funny that you mentioned that there's prestige. And stuff, but they uh, there's funny like there, for a while there was like the best supporting actress curse, where uh, people like women who have won that award kind of fell off a little bit after they won it. Uh, Marissa Tomei was mentioned as one, like she's good now, but soon after her win, like she kind of fell off and didn't really make a list movies. And then there was Mira Sorvino who won for Mighty Aphrodite, she fell off pretty soon after. But it, uh, Kim, Kim Basinger, uh, L.A. Confidential. She still worked, but wasn't like as successful. Uh, Brenda Fricker won for My Left Foot, Best Supporting Actress. Uh, the, the article says, and never heard from him again. That's not entirely true. She was the pigeon lady in Home Alone too. <laughs> uh, Wait, that's, yeah, an, like, oh, like, that's an Academy Award winner. That, they said that the award, the award took a turn for the better when Angelina Jolie won for Girl Interrupted. And then you have people like Penelope Cruz that won for Vicky Christina, Christina Barcelona, Barcelona and Hathaway for Les Miserables. Uh, so like it, but yeah, there was like an initial thing that it was like a curse to win Best Supporting Actress. I also think well, too. Funny, it's a, you it's, said you were shocked ahead. at the fact that the Pigeon Lady won, but it was funny. I was watching all those videos. I was shocked at the, the learn that the dude that played the butler and Mr. Adam Sandler's Mr. Deeds is a freaking Academy Award winner. Award winner, yeah. You learn like, some... oh shit. Yeah, man. Um, it's funny. I I also think too. We talk about the procedure of winning nominated, but you also have to make your choices very. You know, like we talked about Ray Liotta last week. Like it's what choices you make after. Yeah, so that's so. another thing too. So like a lot of people have. I read something else. Like a lot of actors have said like when they win, everyone looks at them. I'm like, okay, what are you going to do next? And it's like, do you do like the big studio movie that's kind of fluff, or do you have to keep making like? these like clearly like movies mm-hmm. like artistic movies and you know some of them go like both routes i mean i i keep using it angelina jolie did both she did stuff like tomb raider and then you know and then she got nominated again for like uh oh yeah but then she got nominated again i think twice for doing like kind of different movies like art more artistic movies and then she does stuff like tomb raider or salt or wanted so like you can do both but there i think there is pressure especially right after you win or even maybe I don't know if it's like pressure after you're nominated and you don't win. It's after you win, but there is pressure. Like like okay, what are you gonna do now? I think you I, get. I, I, I think it kind of hasn't hit like people. Kind of, I I think it's good that she's kind of done stuff like I think she had to do something like the favorite in Battle of the Sexes just to like show that she's just not Emma Stone. Uh, but then she's doing Zombieland too, so like you know she's able to do both. I was actually going to bring her out because I think she's done a good job with like kind of doing still her Oscar movies, but being able to do Zombieland too. Because I mean, the favorite is a big front runner for some awards, but 
it's not your typical Oscar movie. It's a, it, I think it's more of a it's a comedy. It's all, I think it's more of a hard comedy than a dr- drama in any way. Yeah, yeah it's so, definitely a hard com- I thought it was more of a comedy. And I think Emma, Emma despite winning for because La La Land's musical drama or whatever, but um, I think she does. She's a great comedic actor. I think she has very good timing. Mm-hmm. So I think if she EJ ever is still one of my favorites. I think if she wins another one, which I think she will in her career, I think it probably may be for a comedy. So, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. Good points you made, G. Uh, so I'm gonna run through some of my head scratching Oscar wins. Some wins that I'm just to this day I'm still like upset over or just like bitter and speaking think, sorry god damn it ryan <laughs> no speaking it just made me think when you said bitter and wins i was trying to remember for the life of me why were people so pissed off that it's hard out here for a pimp one i don't know it wasn't the first rap song nominated. well i wasn't mad i, was, I wasn't I mad thought, either I but was I like just, a case of well, I like, there was, was a, a whole big thing i remember the day after that was like one of the last ones I watched for a while. Well, after I, just, that I guess because of Hoover. Who, uh, have you heard from Does Three it, Six Mafia like, again? Like, like, <laughs> it's out there in the universe that Three Six Mafia has it. Yeah, Oscar. I think that's probably it. And Eminem is. I mean, uh, like people weren't upset when like "Lose Yourself" won because it's a good song. And it's Eminem. Yeah, yeah it's Eminem. Yeah, so. and he has Oscar, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> he just needs a Tony. <laughs> Does he have an Emmy? Oh no, and an Emmy. Never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so here are some of my honorable mentions. Uh, you guys can chime in. I have uh, going back to 1998 when Roberto Benigni from Life Is Beautiful beat Tom Hanks from Savvy Private Ryan. Well, yeah, where the hell is Roberto Benigni? While <laughs> while the win was fun, like the speech and his reaction to winning was like classic. Hey, I want to make a love to everybody. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, I but I think I like G's impression better than <laughs> and, <laughs> anyone that anyone that's seen Saving Private Ryan kind of knows that that was just r- redonkulous. Um, nineteen seventy three, Bob Fosse be Francis Ford Coppola and Best Director. Why do I bring up nineteen seventy three? Because that was the year The Godfather was came won Best Picture and he won for but Cabaret. It's, but it's but it's Fosse, yeah. Yeah, it is Bob Fosse though. It's also the Godfather. Yeah. Hold on, 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 hold on. But you don't even know who Bob Fosse is. I don't care. That's like the. No, wait, wait, wait. You can't say you don't care. No, no, no. Bob Fosse is very, very, very well respected. No, I can. I have no problem with that. Hold up. Let me. Just because you're respected doesn't mean you have you deserve the Oscar. It goes to the Glenn Close thing. Are you gonna give it a good film? Then better than the Godfather. Is Cabaret better than The Godfather? Have you seen Cabaret? That's not my question. You've no, seen, but have you nah, seen nah, it? I'm asking you, well, he but I'm asking he you. He can't because he, he hasn't seen it. I'm not, that's why I'm asking you. Is The Godfather... So. Is The Godfather... Is Cabaret better than The Godfather? But they're different. Answer my question. Very is different. That's not my question. They're very my, different. My that's question. why you can't compare the two. I'm sorry. You're competing against each other in the same category. You're going to compare which one's better and who's not. Is Cabaret I, I, a better movie than The Godfather? There are people out there that love Cabaret and would think it's That's, better than The Godfather. But I'm not asking, they're, they're I, but I'm not asking other people. I'm asking you guys. Is Cabaret a better movie than The Godfather? Not to me, no. But <laughs> okay. it's still Godfather. Jen. <laughs> no, I like Godfather better. Then why did Francis Ford Coppola not win the Oscar when the better movie was The Godfather? Because the because reason... Well, the reason no, but you hold can't. On, hold you on, haven't guys. seen it. Hold on, guys. Hollywood loves musicals. And they it, love musicals. Yeah, well, not in two, <laughs> not in 2016. Um, oh, oh, that's on my list. Oh, that's on my list. Um, and that's why Glenn Close is winning an Oscar next week. 
because a career award because of shit like this. No, I don't I don't think you can say that Bob Fosse's win was a career award. It wasn't a better movie. You guys both just said it. No, no, no. It's it's for us we like Godfather better than Cabaret. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't a better movie just because our opinion is that we well, like of, we well, prefer Godfather. I can watch Godfather more, I guess. I mean, I don't watch it all the time except with you, but like I could watch it more on TV than I guess I would put on Cabaret. But it doesn't mean that they're not both great are we, films. Pauline the Glenn Close if she wins a career one. I, I hear she's very good in the life. She's not I don't I've heard that from plenty of people that predict Oscars that this is a career award. That they they even they even they even prefer (laughs) a lot of people even prefer Olivia Coleman over Glenn Close, and I'm not a big fan of that performance. Well, here's the deal: like like I heard from people that have seen The Wife that the performance in it is very subtle, and it's not it's there it doesn't it's not based on like theatrics. There's not really like a lot of like grand emotion, which usually doesn't really win Oscars. But like I guess there's some kind of power in how subtle she is in it. I mean, um, I, I just think that. So like, I mean, I guess it's a it's a less showy part than like the other girls. Yeah, no, I mean, but I, I, if, if I don't think anyone should look at this one and say that it's not a career award because she, like you said, G, she should have won for other things. So, and that goes that goes into another you know debate later on. But yeah, my number ten. Woman in a movie for Fatal Attraction. So I want you to see Cabaret. Okay, and then I will. And you'll probably still stay at The Godfather, but yeah. I'm saying after you see Cabaret and you see his choreography and everything that went into it, I think you'll have a better appreciation. Not that you can still be angry that he didn't win, I'm not but angry I also about can't. You can't because they made sit up there for and it. say that up. this was a career well, award the, for and Bob the, good thing about Bob, the interesting thing about Bob Fosse is that Bob Fosse is a good, well, a good director, but like. He, his style and the style of choreography is very specific. Like, if you watch something that he's choreographed, you know it's him. Like, and it's not just, like, he choreographed something that's really good. Like, it's always really distinct. And, like, you know, I'm, I mean, I know you're not saying that he's not talented. Of course you're not saying that. No, no, I'm not. Like, I just... I, but, yeah, but yeah. like, it, you know, he... I, I mean, and also, like, I go back to the whole musical thing with Hollywood. I, Hollywood loves, at least especially back then, I think, Acts a really good musical, and, and you know, like I, 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 like I said, I think Godfather's a better movie. I've seen both. Uh, for us, it would be a better movie, but I could see why the they would like award him with that. Also, and, Bob Fosse is not like a film director the same way like a Kubrick or whatever. Uh, well, he's a, yeah, that's true too. He's a choreographer and a dancer first. That's and- not what. I'm, but I'm not. I'm not taking it. It goes back if your movie won Best Picture. I I I don't like the split in at the Oscars. I think if your movie is the best film, directing wise, the correlation should be there. I, that's why the splits don't happen often. But you know that's another conversation. But good good debate on my honorable mentions, guys. You probably are gonna. It's gonna no. And we haven't. <laughs> you should see David's face. He looks like he wants to punch a wall right. No, I'm fine. <laughs> it's probably gonna get worse. His so blood pressure. So my number ten, why I feel this is the worst best picture winner I've ever seen, I, that I've seen, not of all time because I haven't seen all of them. And it goes back and it goes into like G and I had a debate offline about this. So my number ten is Crash Beating Brokeback and Best Picture in yeah, 2005. Push off, push off, push off, push off. So, <laughs> so like G and 
G and I got into like a huge debate over this on Friday because I was picking up Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, I the girl that gave it to me was just like, oh, you know, I love the movie. It's my favorite movie of the year. Blah you blah got blah. feisty there too. So it's it's funny because yeah, like he was like, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about it. Like, yeah. Boom. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> no, no, because I, I wanted to talk about it on here because it's it's always better when we talk about it on the podcast. I hate saving good material like that and just having like, it offline. I told uh, him, yeah, I texted like, him, and I was like, like, well, damn. And then I realized I was like, oh wait, he just wants to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I say that, it's because I'm like, oh, I think we're into we're onto something. We could talk about it on. But the podcast. But I texted him, and I was like, are you? I was like, "Are you okay? Like, you seem really upset no. about grass." <laughs> legit, and broke back. no, legit, oh legit. When we were having that that discussion, I was like walking to the theater too. So I was like texting and walking in New York, and, and I was about like, to get oh hit by God. a cab. But no, like, here's my thing. I know, G, you're like, and I agree with you a hundred and ten percent. And Ryan, if you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, you can talk about this too. Um, and it's not. it's six. Oh, okay. So it's sixty two percent on RT. Crash is seventy five percent best picture winner, and like you, you, G mentioned that the critics hated Bohemian Rhapsody. They didn't. It's sixty two percent. The majority, I mean, not the majority, about forty two, forty eight percent, or forty two percent, or something like that, did. But at the same time, it's like you have Crash, and you like Crash, and I think I, Crash. I like Bohemian more than I like Crash. I'll tell you that. Oh, the nerve! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I I don't know. I there is never, way more I, emotional resonance in Crash than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I agree with you 100% there. I just I and like know. my biggest issue with like Bohemian Rhapsody, I guess not my biggest issue. Like I like it and it's fun and it's highly entertaining, but I think like when you're making a biopic and you change like key things about a person's life and situations just to make it more dramatic for a film, like it might be a good good thing for your movie. But I can see like I have a a friend who's like a huge Queen fan, and he didn't like it for that reason. Are we like okay? things that they changed that were crucial that he thought like you shouldn't change that just to like tell your movie? But or, are we like, okay? The movie. Are we okay in the long run with Rami Malik? I have never had an issue with him. I thought he's. I, I thought that if anything from that movie, that he would be the only thing that should be awarded from it. Like if, but if it's not going to happen, and I will preface this by saying it has zero shadow. No, I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't. Th- I would be like. I. I think it would be the biggest Oscar shock in history. But if it wins Best Picture, then this changes well, my. Apparently, life. the Academy loves it. They love it. Can you imagine though? That'd be oh my god! I I don't know how I would feel. Like I would probably I'd be very upset because I while I don't care if it you know the nomination is what it is, it gains steam. I don't think it should have anything to do with winning Best Picture. I think it would be hilarious though. Like it would it would be the fitting bow on this fucking craziness of a season. But it's not gonna happen, so we don't have to worry. So about what that. what is your issue with Crash? I just. I really like Brokeback. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Like so, I think Crash, like, Crash, me, like Brokeback is like a beautiful. It's a well. It's beautifully shot. It looks great. I like it, but I've always like, had the feeling that like it got so much attention because it's like this love story featuring two men, and like I don't think it would be any like it, I don't think there's anything like other than that. Oh, I, I don't think there's anything too groundbreaking about it. I just think performance-wise, Heath and Jake are tremendous. I think they're both amazing in it, and I think the direction is really. And this but goes like, back into the so split. Like, but even in Crash, like so is like Terrence Howard, and so is Matt Dillon. They're both really good in it. So is Sandy Newton. Like there's like a lot of good performances in Crash. Even something as small as like Sandra Bullock, she was good in it. Like there, there's a lot of like 
I, I mean, you're not the only one. I have a friend at work that doesn't like Crash either because he thinks that it it tries too hard to like hit you over the head with its message and like all that stuff. Like he really just doesn't enjoy it. But I I don't know. I it's hard for me to like watch it and be like I don't see how people don't like this. I don't get it. Well, and I don't know. I don't even think there's any member. I know you'll probably disagree with me, and I think I know what moment you're going to talk about if if we get into that now. There's like a few of them. Yeah. I don't. I, don't a... I only. I don't like any. Of, I don't think there's any over the top memorable moments in the movie. Like Brokeback has that 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 moment where he's like, "I wish I never. I wish I knew how to quit you." That's a great moment in the film. I don't even. I, I the. I guess the moment with the little girl and Crash. I don't there's know. the moment with the little girl. You think she gets shot. I think the scene where uh, Matt Dillon and Ryan Phillippe pull over Sandy Newton Terrence Howard is a really strong scene, too. I think when he's trying to pull her from the car and she's like, doesn't want him to save her because he's the cop that pulled her over and like harassed her is a really good scene. I think Sandra Bullock going off about getting the locks changed in the house again after she realized a Mexican guy is like doing the locks for their house is a really strong scene. I think there's a lot. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, uh, 2010. Probably when it came out. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think maybe like I mean like 2010, 2011 or something like that. When I first got it on Blu-ray, so it's been a while. I think I think you, I think it's deserving of a rewatch. You might feel the same way about it, but I think you should watch it again. Maybe next week, since it's Oscar week, I'll give it a shot. All right, so we got to move on. Uh, my number nine is maybe a little controversial, but may- looking at when it first was one best picture, I was okay with it, and I mean, I was eight years old, so I had no choice on that. <laughs> um, but like as I've grown in loving film and watching so many films, I've realized maybe it's not the best best picture winner of 1994, and that's Forrest Gump beating Pulp Fiction <laughs> and Shawshank Redemption in best picture. I like Forrest yeah. Gump a lot. I really, really do. Don't not get me wrong. But I, with Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption, there, I don't. I quite shocked that it won best picture. Jen, Forrest Gump is really boring. You don't like Forrest Gump? I actually really like Forrest Gump. I like it. It was, boring. it was fine. It was just boring. Forrest Gump's that movie only I can only watch like once in a blue moon. Like I really have to want to watch I it. I have like... never been like, yo, I should pop in Forrest Gump. Really? <laughs> I really like Tom Hanks in it. I mean, he was deserving of the Oscar, I think, again. Well, like, he's never bad. Yeah, he isn't. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. what? Can you name one bad Tom Hanks? Yes. That movie where he, like, doesn't he, like, hook up with a mermaid or something? The Burbs. What's wrong oh, with the burbs? I like the burbs? What's wrong with the burbs? They're okay. Movie, uh, what the movie, hell is the burbs? <laughs> I really like I really like Money Pit Don't, a lot. It, isn't he a, with a movie with what? a mermaid? Um, yeah, excuse me? Mermaid, right? Excuse me, that's yeah, not a bad yeah. movie. A movie. Splash <laughs> is a great movie. Yeah, Splash is a really good movie. Splash is a great movie. Sorry. Also increased the popularity of the name Madison because he names her after Madison Avenue and then Madison, like, after that movie blew up. You're welcome. Wait, he's in, mo- he's in a movie with a dog. He's in a movie with a dog, right? Yeah, he is. He's a cop. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Let's just say before Philadelphia, he can was we, making. Actually, can we can we do an episode of just Tom Hanks movies, please? Yeah, Dedicated. Could. Yeah, a, yeah, we could. He has a lot. He has really good filmography. And then someone... we can just throw in a little bosom buddies and just call it. And a day. going back to what you're saying before, G, I think he's the perfect example of someone that won an Oscar and still able to do like different things, like he does Toy Story and still keep his, you know. Yeah, he did stuff like You Got Mail and all that stuff after. Yeah, won. so he's able to. Yeah. And it's fucking. And You Got Mail is great. God, I hope he really wins another Oscar. 
This could be next. He's, he's never really he's never really like falling off, right? I mean, no. like I don't hit, all his movies aren't hits, but he's never really like kind of like like yo, where's Tom Hanks? The crazy thing, <laughs> he's he like one of those people that are just there. And he so hasn't not. been no- he hasn't been nominated since 1998. Is he the, is he the male like Meryl Streep? Yes, I would say so. Yeah, but I can see that. I, but but I think he's made better movies than Meryl. Like, cause oh, Meryl. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 lately. Lately, shots fired. Lately, no, I mean lately. Like even like I like Saving Mr. Banks more than anything Meryl's done outside. I think the last Meryl movie that I loved was probably Devil Wears Prada. In like doubt. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so so yeah, so that's that. Uh, my number eight. I think everyone here will agree with me. It's Shakespeare in Love beating. Saving Private Ryan, Ryan and Best Picture, which is I, you know I hate that so much that I haven't been able to really watch Shakespeare in Love again. I haven't gone I, back I, to I mean, it. I, it's, I, it's probably good. Uh, if, I, if I popped it in right now, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. My, my I just like I just don't understand it. My, but, it, but it's an Oscar movie. It looks like an Oscar. I was about to say from like a casual game. standpoint that is. And uh, by Shakespeare the way, it was released by like, it, yeah, it was released by Miramax, and this is when Harvey Weinstein and. Uh, the other guy, Bob Weinstein, were, were like they—they they were they were big pushers when it came to like pushing their movies. I mean, they, um, were, they were the king of the Oscars for a long time. Yeah, with and they movies. really they really pushed Shakespeare in Love, and that even goes back to some people even feel that way about Gwyneth Paltrow winning Best Actress that year over uh, Kate Blanchett. What did Kate Blanchett get in for? Uh, Elizabeth. Oh yeah, that's no. Nah, I like Gwyneth Paltrow, so like I mean, I, I know there are some people out there that don't like her for whatever reason. Um, and she, I don't think she's, has she been nominated again? Like, she's, no, she hasn't. No, right? I don't think she has, no. So, like, I mean, that's probably was her only shot, and then she got her shot. So, like, that, it's not a win that I'm, like, upset with, because I like her, and I think she's talented. Um, yeah, I'm more upset but with yeah, the, there was a the lot picture. Of that year, that was kind of like, ugh. Yeah, kind of like this year, if you look at it. Uh, all right, so 1955 is my number seven. Uh, this one you guys may not know too much about. I think Jen does. Uh, Grace Kelly, in the country girl be Judy Garland in a star is born. Now, if you guys seen the 19, I don't think you guys have, but if you've guys seen the 1955 star is born, Judy Garland is fucking as good as lady Gaga is Judy Garland's even 10, even 10 times better. She is so good in the movie to the point that she was pregnant in the hospital or had just given birth. And they had a camera crew at the hospital for her to accept the Oscar. And when she didn't win, they had to like run out of the hospital room. <laughs> I'm like trying to like if I was trying to imagine like if there was a version and I know there's not because there's different movies but like I'm trying to picture like Judy Garland like if she was singing like Shallow <laughs> and her I, voice <laughs> I will say I, if you guys ever do go back and watch it just to give you a heads up the 1955 version is about an actress not an a actress, singer right? so not, yeah yeah. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast this week and about Star is Born and I thought it was just Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people hate the Barbara Streisand was. The entire, I think it was four people on that podcast. It was like two women, two men. And they were destroying the Barbara Streisand version. Yeah, it made a lot of money. And I think she, did she win for song? Yeah, the funny thing is about that. They were saying that the song, I haven't seen that version of it. But they said the the song that won best original song was actually not even in the movie. It was in the credits. Which is great. That's crazy. Uh, number 10, Jen will disagree, but G and I are very passionate about this one. I think you'll agree. 2010, The King's Speech Beats Social Network and Best Picture. The nerve. The nerve. The absolute nerve. <laughs> I don't think... The, the, the Academy had a good opportunity to like give it to something that was like a little bit progressive, like a little bit different. And like a lot of people, other than Jen, will agree that The Social Network is one of like the best movies to come out in the last... like. What year was that? 
It's the best. It's one of the best movies of the decade, 2010. Yeah, so. and like, and like, it should have won best picture. It really should have won. Best it should have won director and picture. Like, I think I I did a little bit of research on how it did, and it was pretty much split. So it wasn't anything that Social Network was this powerhouse or anything. Like, it was 50-50 for most of the awards. But I read about a King speech, and the King speech was pretty much a train for Colin Firth to finally win his Oscar, which he did, and he deserved it. He was great in it. But the movie is not better than the social network, and I'll, I, I'll never let that one go. Nope, nope. Never seen King's speech. It's good, but it's not better than the social network. I, I'm not, I'm like right in between you guys and Jenny on social network. Like, I don't hate it as much as Jenny does, but I don't love it. Like, it's a good movie. Like, it's for me, it was one of those... <laughs> For me, it's like the, that kind of movie. I'm glad I watched it, but I don't have to Wait, watch it again. Jin, have you fully explained why you don't like it that much? And after rewatching it, she still has I, this opinion. I liked it better the second time I watched it than from like the first time. Um, but it's not a movie that I'll probably ever watch again like that. It just doesn't. It's not something I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally in the mood to watch like, Social I will Network that now. The background sometimes just to have something on. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think me, it's one it's of, like on top of one of no. the best movies of the decade. I think it's one of the best scores of the decade too. Yeah, that's really good. I don't know. It just doesn't. Eh. Um, my and the acting's great too. Yeah, my. Uh, I even like Army Hammer in it. I don't like him. And you get <laughs> and you get him twice. And you get two army hammers. <laughs> uh, my number five is a recent one, and this one, I did. <laughs> you said a racist one. Sorry. <laughs> I said recent one. Uh, this one, this one's from two thousand nine. Enunciate, guys. I will be not. careful. A recent David one. and his corny movies. Yeah. Man, so, my next pick is a racist one. <laughs> so this is a more recent one. This is actually uh Sean Penn and Milk over Mickey Rourke and The Wrestler in 2009. So oh, wait. Sean Penn was good at Milk. So Mickey Rourke ran the season. Yeah, but Mickey Rourke was he really won the good season. The he won everything? He won everything but SAG. He won BAFTA. He won Critics. He won uh, The Globe. Been, that should have been your big clue that he wasn't going. <laughs> what, BAFTA? SAG? No, SAG. Sometimes SAG does. I mean, a lot of those members... Well, too. No, because I'll counter with just two years ago where Casey lost SAG, but he won everything else. Oh yeah, when Denzel clearly should have won for Fences. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. well that's yes. another. I I don't love that performance that as much to like debate it. No, no, yeah, I'm talking yeah, about Casey. About, yeah, it's all about Viola Davis. It's not crack. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, it is. But as someone as someone that's been a wrestling fan for over 25 years, to actually get a movie that really captures and be, not just be good, but actually capture the actual real life of an actual wrestler after the fame is gone and Mickey Rourke who really hadn't done anything for years at at that point to knock well, it out he, of the did Sin City was Sin City before that so like was Sin City like like a kind of a comeback and then he I, did that I guess that was 2005 so it was like four years before but yeah. oh I, and also who wants to I know that Marissa Tomei was nominated for supporting actors but who won that year uh, I'd have to check that give me one second while I would be curious to know if she like won anything leading up or was she like kind of not in the race at I all I don't think she won anything if I but I know Mickey like won everything and then to now win the Oscar like I like Milk but I think she, I don't know I don't I don't think Sean Penn was better than than Mickey Rourke at that year I just that one really that one's more personal because if I really thought that was going to be his year. Um, Jen, what? Anything? Or you're looking? I'm looking. Um, so you just want to know. Who wants supporting actress? I'll tell you right now. Should 
we should. Really like Cruise. Oh, that was. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a rap. She, she Yeah, she ran the now, season. Now, some people will say that she was playing herself, but I. It was really still fun. Like she was really good in it. Um, Scarlett Johansson in it for sure. Um, my number four because my number two and three are kind of like together, so uh, that's why it's two and three, and this one isn't higher. Uh, you know, it's twenty sixteen, and. I'm not going to say why again because you guys know, but Moonlight over all in picture, that's just egregious at this point. Well, at least say, give it to a dumpster fire. Like, Moonlight's good. <laughs> that's why I, I, you know, I don't, I can't really say much on that. I mean, Moonlight is a great, great, great movie, but I, I, I just, like, statistics wise, I'm, I'm a stats guy, and I've said this plenty of times. The fact the movie sweeps the way La La Land swept and that the last second doesn't win Best Picture will ne- That's why, like, this Jen's so confident on Roma. And I'm like, oh, look at two years ago. And Ro- La La Land steamrolled. Roma has not re- has done very well, but it hasn't steamrolled like La La Land did. I, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I just feel like it's going to win, though. Oh, I'm pretty. I feel pretty confident in Roma. I, I don't. I'm, And you'll see later on why. Um... Uh, all right, so my number three and two is Kevin Costner for Scorsese and Best Director for Goodfellas and Dancing yeah, yeah, with Wolves, and we talked week. about that last week. And my number one is fucking Art Carney and Harry and Tonto beating Al Pacino in The Godfather Part Two. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever, ever understand this. I have a feeling because I think Pacino didn't go to the Oscars when he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Godfather One. Um, I think they may have held that against him for Godfather Two, and they gave it to Art Carney. I. Al Pacino's that performance is one, if not the greatest performance of all time, and I just I don't get it. I I will never ever 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 get it. So that's my number one. Uh, if you guys have any, or you guys that you can think of, I didn't or... like really like list them out, but I have a few that kind of stand out. Yeah, or like not really stand out, but like that might be like controversial, I guess. Um, even though I love I like Julia Roberts and Eric Brockovich, I kind of think that that was like. Will that be considered a career award for her, I guess? Did she get nominated because, like, before that? She would have been nominated for Pretty Woman and still Magnolias. So I've never so seen she, Jen, I've never seen Pretty Woman. Should she have won for Pretty Woman? I think she sh- I think Steel Magnolias was better. Well Yeah, pretty like I said, you know, like Pretty Woman it's you know, it's hard for people to win for comedy. I know Whoopi Goldberg did for Ghost. Ugh. But it's like really hard for comedy performances to win. Um, she's definitely like like she stands out in it, but I don't think she should have won for Pretty Woman. Because like more uh, dramatic, and, I think is Steel Magnolias. That's a yeah. more dramatic role for her. I in think Erin uh, Brockovich like it, it is a very forceful performance, and like you know she at that period had just been making a lot of like light romantic Who, comedies a little what, bit. What year was so Aaron, that? What year was Erin Brockovich? Ninety eight. It was the year of the Soderbergh. Cause Soderbergh got nominated for uh, 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 Traffic. So that yeah. while you guys talk, I'm gonna look that up. I want to see who who she beat. So my my biggest one that she beat the though I think Ellen Burson should have won for Requiem for a Dream. Oh yeah, Jen loves that performance though. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't like I I remember I could remember watching that Oscar broadcast. You know when they they show scenes when they're listing the nominees, and Ellen Burson's scene that they showed like blew everyone else's away. And, but I, it's not like I hate that Julia Roberts one. Like it's fine. Like she's a she's a good actress and it's a good performance. I, I just think it should have gone to Ellen Burson overall. And I, I I I forgot who else she was up against, but like I I think Ellen Burson was like my pick. Yeah, she beat uh, Joan Allen in the Contender, Julia Binoche for Chocolat, 
Ellen Bernstein, and then Laura Linney. Oh, you can count on me? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, another one I can think of is Eddie Murphy losing for Dreamgirls. And he won everything that year. Oh, he swept like, the almost season? Everything. He swept the season. And a lot of people will say that because uh, Norbit came out before Oscar voting was done. <laughs> and I don't think they wanted to give it to someone that was in Norbit. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Ryan likes Norbit. Never seen it. <laughs> There's some funny stuff in Norbit, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, he swept that season. He like he pretty much won everything. And uh, uh, Eddie Murphy actually left the ceremony after he lost. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I think he was pretty confident he was going to win. Wait a minute, so and he he left twenty going to uh, what's his name, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Uh, the, a little bit of another career award. Yeah, I think that's the way he won for. Wait a minute, so he left 25 minutes into the ceremony because supporting yeah, actor is the first award. Yeah. Yep, he left. That's and crazy. a lot of people thought it was rude that he left, but, I mean, I think he kind of... I, I, I don't know how it feels when everyone's, like, pimping you out to win. Like, you got this. You're definitely going to win. Like, you won everything else. Like, you're definitely going to get it. And then, like, he probably figured there was some politics involved in why he didn't get it. And let's be honest, he's never going to get nominated again. So yeah, that's his only but, shot. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, I, another one is kind of similar to the Julia Roberts one, but I'm like okay with it because I like her. It's Sandra Bullock winning for The Blind Side. Yeah, that's a that's a wolf one. I, no, I don't. She's good. She's very good in it. I just think that it's a, it's very similar to like a lot of people have always compared careers Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock, and like that is her Aaron Brockovich. That role in that movie is her Aaron Brockovich. Do you guys have a problem with uh, Pacino winning for Sense of a Woman? That's a career award too. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, I think he's really good in it, but that's definitely a career award. He beat uh, Denzel. Uh, let me get everyone he beat there. Hey, what was Denzel nominated for that year? Malcolm X. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah, I mean, I I I haven't seen Malcolm X in years, so I can't really say. I mean, I just think Al's really really good in it. I don't know. Jen just saw it recently, so. Yeah, he's good in it. Um, but it's not my favorite Pacino movie. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It's nowhere so, near. Like, if I never see it again, I'm okay with he, that. He, it was a good, it was, <laughs> it was a good, it was a good lineup. So he beat RDJ and Chaplin. He beat, uh, Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven, uh, Denzel and Malcolm X and St- Stefan Ray in The Crying Game. Uh, I haven't watched that movie in so long. I remember it was a big deal when I was younger. What, The Crying Game? The crying game because it was like there was a big twist, like a really really big twist. I know, I know they make fun of it in Jane Silent Bob Strike. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's the first yeah. thing I thought about every time I hear the crying game. This I one they may only make. This <laughs> not, Max made it. These two, I mean, these are just more honorable mentions, I guess. They're they're not as egregious, like. But uh, Eddie Redmayne beating Michael Keaton, I really, de- I know, I know Stephen Hawking, but like I, I just. Ugh. Yeah, that performance screams like give me an Oscar. Yeah, oh, but Michael Keaton was so good in, in Birdman. Uh, and then uh, Matthew McConaughey beating Leo in Wolf of Wall Street because I think Wolf of Wall Street is still his best performance. But you know, yeah. you know, it's not as egregious. But you got any? You got anything else, G? Or just that? Well, uh, I'm actually uh, looking at like a list. It's like it's really interesting. Like some people uh, have like Anna Paquin winning for the piano, best supporting actress. Basically, on basically, she beat out Emma Thompson in The Name of the Father. She beat out Renona Ryder in The Age of Innocence. Rosie Perez was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, she okay. She beat out Rosie Perez. <laughs> Wait, Rosie Perez was nominated yeah. for White Man Can't Jump. 
No, no, Fearless. A movie oh. called Fearless. <laughs> and Holly Hunter in the firm. Uh, I guess oh. she's one of the young. Is she the young? Well, one of the youngest people to win. I think she's the youngest the Academy Award winner. I uh, uh, this list also has Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly beats Julie Gollard for Best Actress. It's on their list. Uh, Juliette Binoche beats Lauren Bacall for Best Supporting Actress in 1997. Uh, speaking of uh, ni- speaking of 1997, no one's gonna say uh, Titanic beating L.A. Confidential. Oh, 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 yeah, that should be my number one. It beating anything that year. I would like Good Will Hunting. <laughs> maybe I would have been fine with Good Will Hunting. <laughs> Give it to the, and like I, I I like Good Will Hunting more than L.A. Confidential. Just okay. Like a, it's a easy. It's a. I I can like rewatch that more. I think it's an. But, I uh, mean, I I prefer L.A. Confidential, but it, Good Will is a much easier watch. But yeah, Titanic well. winning best picture is like the. Wasn't I, that good? Do you think? I, I I know we can't really point to when box office really mattered. Do you think that's the first one that it really showed? Yeah, I think so. It was just a really popular movie. Yeah, because Titanic won, a thirteen Academy Awards. Or no, 11, yeah. 11, 11 Academy 11. Awards. It was nominated for, for a lot. I think it didn't it tie with something else for the most nominations. Yeah, so it was all about the Titanic and then La La Land are the most nominated. And then most wins are Titanic and uh, Lord of the Rings. So oh, oh, This list has Jeffrey Fletcher winning best screenplay for Precious. I didn't even know he won. But he beat out Jason Reitman up in the air. That was like they thought that Jason Reitman was going to win that year. Not uh, they have Art Carney beats Al Pacino and Jack Nicholson. Oh, in Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, they even have Bob Fosse. It's number thirteen. Bob Fosse. Thank you. Francis Ford Coppola. I'm glad I'm not on an island on my own, despite uh, what you guys. This one's on here too. Uh, Adrian Brody wins for The Pianist. Is number twelve on that Over... list. Who was on that? Well, who did he beat? Uh, let me look. Really quick. I think we've lost Jen. Fat checker. <laughs> Uh, uh, Marissa Tomei wins for my cousin Vinny. I like that win. I still like that win a lot. I do too. Uh, oh, Rocky winning Best Picture is controversial as well. Who did it beat? It beat all the President's Men and Ooh. Network. Network was like the front runner. Ooh, that's r- even Jen's and, like that's and rough. The article start with starts with was Rocky really the best movie of nineteen seventy seven? No. <laughs> I, it's not it's better. the most fun. I like it more than all the President's the Men. It's not better than all the President's Men, but it. You know. No, but I said it's the most. No, I fun. enjoy. I enjoy Rocky a lot. Like I mean, it's my favorite. You fav- can watch it and you feel really like uplifted. Not and in the like, first one. <laughs> well, he doesn't win in the first yeah. one. It doesn't matter, but he's still like trying. It's like all no, about, I get you. I you get know, you. It's different. Now, Music. if my if. It was the modern day academy. Say, would Star Wars been in the running in there, or would it not Star Wars? Star Wars was nominated for best picture. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. That uh, would cool. That, that would have been a cool win, but I, I, that was the rock. Was that the Rocky year too? It was the Rocky year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars was nominated for best picture. Yeah. I thought for a while, Force Awakens was going to get nominated for best picture because of the way like the critics had critics awards changes to get it in, and it didn't. Well, it didn't get in. Uh, anyway. uh, Citizen Kane losing best picture was on this. list. Oh, I forgot about fucking Citizen Kane. Am I doing my list? Kane. Well, the the reason that loss was because of all the issues with Jen. You're you're a newspaper girl. Who's Citizen Kane about? William Randolph Hearst. So he had a lot to do with the Academy not giving Citizen Kane anything. It did. I don't think it won any award. Mm. Orson Welles performed. <laughs> Sorry, Uh-oh. I'm just reading this article. Hilarious. So Marissa Tomei <laughs> popped up on another article. I feel so bad for Marissa Tomei. And this says, like, 
This is the first year that five foreign actresses are up for the same award. Four of them are English and one's from Brooklyn. (laughs) 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 Uh, Braveheart winning Best Picture is on here, too. Braveheart sucks so much. It's so boring. The only good thing about Braveheart is all the mocking of the speech that we've gotten through the years. That's about it. My God, that movie is a fucking chore. (laughs) And the English patient. But I hear the English patient's good. I just can't get through it. So uh, Adrian Brody beat out Michael Caine that year, Jack Nicholson, and Daniel Day-Lewis. What DD? That was the year year of Gangs of New York. Oh, that's a rough one. (laughs) I... Uh, uh, oh, and at 29, Brody was also the youngest winner of Best Actor. Yeah, because I, I, Jen may not like this stat that I'm about to throw at her, but um, for men, you went older men win their Oscars more than older women. Usually, women win their Oscars when they're younger. Older women, like Glenn Close, winning an Oscar at I think 60 something, is a very rare thing. It is very rare. Any thoughts, Jen? No, my thoughts are it's just it's it's typical. <laughs> Whatever. All right. uh, it's typical. I'm gonna read this little excerpt. I'm gonna read this little excerpt about what this this article says about uh, Crash. It says Crash has been called the worst Best Picture winner of all time by many, including Film Comment Magazine, for its overall portrayal of race relations that ignored the more subtle and pervasive ways prejudice creeps into daily American life. Many others hate it simply because it defeated Brokeback Mountain, like David. Yeah. Uh, uh, a more empathetic and artistically challenging film, and one that, with this depiction of doomed cowboy lovers, caught the mood of liberal America after George W. Bush had won re-election in part by campaigning against gay marriage. Older white men composed the majority of the economy's voting membership at the time, mm-hmm. and still do now, and they can hew toward the conservative in politics as well as tastes. Many Oscar analysts feel that voting for Crash or Brokeback Mountain was a way for Academy members to suggest they were being pro- progressive without being too progressive. Kind of reminds and me of. And then this guy from Los Angeles Times wrote for people who were dis, uh, who were turned off by like Bokeback Mountain, but want to be able to look at themselves in the mirror and feel as if they were good, productive liberals. That is why the Academy gave the Best Picture uh, Award to Crash. Huh. I don't agree with that, but whatever. <laughs> All right, so let's just let's let's get to it. That was some good back and forth on winners we think sucked. Um, so. Let's do our predictions. Uh, I don't know how confident I feel about some of these. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I already heard what I heard about my girl, Regina King. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the ones that I don't know if I'm going to be right or not in terms of, like, because I haven't seen any of these. Let's start with the shorts. So, documentary short subject. Jenny was just has no predictions in front of her. She's just going to agree or disagree. Uh, I'll tell you. So, documentary short subject, the nominees are Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, period. End of sentence. I'm just going to go with the one that sounds the coolest because there's a Marvel movie coming out in three months. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Endgame. (laughs) I'm going to go period, end of sentence. (laughs) I like period, end of sentence. (laughs) I'll go with Endgame. (laughs) No, I'm, in truth be told, I'm usually really bad with documentaries. Unless... Like, I bring documentary shorts. Well, right? yeah, I, I'm terrible with the shorts, so. And the one that I wanted to win wasn't even fucking nominated, so whatever. That's not, not docu- shorts. That's documentary feature. I know, I know, but documentary feature. All right. Um, this one I think I'm more. Com- I'm actually much more confident about is animated short film. Uh, nominees are Animal Behavior, Bow, Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and Weekends. I have Bow because I actually saw it. I got Bow. 
I got Bow. I think it has a really good that... chance, and it was directed by a woman, written and directed by a woman. So I'm, and I'm cheering her see on. A woman win live on TV. I know. Thank God. <laughs> Anyone not have Bow? No, I'll go with Bow. Screw it. <laughs> All right. So live action and the last short live action short film, Detainment, Fauve, Margaret, Mother, and Skin. I was gonna go with mother you know, just because they're <laughs> because of just a you know shout out back to just a sh- <laughs> shout out back to the old movie mother. Uh, I'll go with detainment. That anyone got? That was fun. I'll go with mother. <laughs> Why are you grabbing just, my paper? I just want to give. I just want to give something to mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with five. Okay. All right. Now she we can. She won't, she won't even pick fake mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now let's go to the let's go to makeup and hairstyling next. So the nominees are Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Uh, I have Vice in here. I think Vice. this I think this one's a, a little this one's pretty easy. I think Mary Vice, Queen of Scots. Yeah. You go with Mary Queen of Scots. I'm going to go with Mary Queen of Scots. Okay, so three. I feel like Vice is super obvious, and yes, it's great, but I have a feeling period piece. And what Vice is kind of a period piece, mm, not the same way. All right. Um, sound editing nominees are Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. Uh, I think this is uh, First Man's one, so I'll go with First Man on here. I uh, have First Man too. First Man. I'll go Black Panther. Keep it for the geeks. Keep the gimmick it's going. Got, it's got it's got to <laughs> win one. If it doesn't win anything, Black Twitter is going to go off. <laughs> it, has to win. it has to win something. So sound mixing. That will be that will be the, that will be the narrative the next day about yeah, how sure. racist the Academy is because like they didn't give anything to Black Panther. So sound mixing, we have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star Is Born. I have Bohemian Rhapsody winning this one. I'm living the gimmick. You have Bohemian, G. Yeah, Bohemian. And yeah. Rai, you have Black Panther. Bohemian. Yeah, I'll go with Black Panther. Yeah, uh, this award does. Are you just picking Black Panther because this is a comic book movie? <laughs> yeah, pretty Bla- much. <laughs> I think Black Panther is about to win every award for Ryan. Um, <laughs> visu- Best actress, Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan. Black Panther, Angela Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I think you're going to go differently, Rai. So, visual effects uh, nominees are in- Avengers: Infinity War. Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo Star Wars Story. I have Avengers. Oh. I have Avengers. I have Avengers. I'm going with Ready Player Avengers One. Too, but didn't like didn't it win? Didn't Black Panther Black Panther won Best Visual Effects at BAFTA? Was 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 Avengers nominated against it? I think so. I think so. Actually, I, I really uh, hope I Ready Player One. What I want, I love he was Ready Player One to win. I actually like. I mean, I love Ready Player One. What I want to win is First Man, but it, I think it's going to be Avengers: Infinity War. I mean, I'd be down for that. Be my two. That'd be like one B. But I'm looking at my Ready Player One pop. I got, I got, I got Infinity War. All right, original song uh, might be the easiest of the night, outside of foreign oh. film. So, with, without even going, without even going, who was with singing? It, that was G. Oh my god! Yeah, it definitely wasn't me. We we got a taste of me singing. No one like that. Well, without going through all the nominees, does, does anyone have? Does anyone have anything but shallow here? Nope. Okay. It's all shallow. Give it to Gaga. That's gonna be her. Uh, that's gonna be her Oscar that night. Yeah, for sure. And the only Oscar for a Star Is Born. 
Or Mark Ronson about to win the Oscar. That's yeah. All right. So original score. This is actually one of the hardest ones for me. Um, nominees are Black. Because your, your boo wasn't your, your boo movie wasn't. It would have been an easy, easy, easy W for Justin Hurwitz if he was nominated. Uh, so Black Panther, Black Klansman, Beale Street could talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins Returns. Here's I have three. I'm just gonna go. I th- I threw something in the air. I threw a quarter in the air and whatever stuck. Whatever it landed on, it landed on. I went with a Be- if Beale Street could talk because I think it's the best out of the three that I'm gonna name now. But it wouldn't shock me if Black this is Black Panthers win. I don't like the score to be honest. I think it's fine, but I think the score is stronger in in my choice is Beale Street. Yeah, I think Beale Street too. Yeah, or if I think they, it's more powerful throughout the film. Yeah, it's very very good. It's my second favorite score outside of First Man. So, um, Ryan Black Panther. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> fuck it. Actually, I'll go with uh, Mary Poppins on this one. I haven't seen it, but I just have a feeling. All right. Um, well, musical, musical stores do. I mean, it is. Yeah. All right. Documentary feature: uh, Free Solo, Hail Country This Morning, This Evening, RBG, Mining the Gap, and A Father's and Son. Well, so, Free Solo. Free won Solo. Man. I'm just going with Free Solo because it's one, two in a row. Fuck I that. I go with Free Solo RBG. because I mean, that's solo in the title. RBG, but like, I, it also has the most the most attention around it now. I, like a lot of people have been talking about it. What free solo? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it'll win. Yeah, same here. RBG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan. Women. Solo. Just because it's Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, anyone have anything but Roma in foreign film? No. No. Okay. No. Although is a. Uh, that... Cold War is nominated. Okay. Can you... All right. Here it's. I'm just trying to make it interesting. I'm just trying to make it interesting, but do you think there's a chance that people are going to be voting for Cold War because they think Roma's going to win Best Picture? Or and do you think does... Capper now? No, nah, it's Cold War or Roma. I think it's Cold War or Roma. But Roma? Roma. Okay. Uh, here's the most. Here's the one that makes you so nervous, even though I'm like 90% sure it's, we'll all be happy. Uh, animated feature. <laughs> the inc- Spider-Man. God damn it. Let Spider-Man. me Spider-Man. <laughs> So the nominee Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So but the nominees are Incredibles 2, uh Isle of Dogs, Mirai, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. This has to be Although, Spider-Man, right guys? I mean, Isle of Dogs does at least from an outsider's perspective screams Oscar. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's very it's very artsy fartsy. Have you seen no, it? No, it is artsy. <laughs> that's what I, I think that's what Ryan means is that it has yeah, exactly. that, oh, that artsy okay. kind that of it, feel. Yeah. It oh. is an Oscar movie, Isle of Dogs, but no. Sorry, I think so. I'm Spider-Man, or Spider. Spider-Man swept everything for yeah, that. Yeah, literally, right? It literally has not lost one. If nice. it wasn't Spider, if it not, if that didn't come out, it'd be Incredibles too. Yeah, easily. I totally agree yeah. with you. All right. Ah, costume design. The nominees are Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. I think this is between Mary Queen, The Favorite, and Black Panther. I have The Favorite. I'd actually I like have to... between Favorite that's and that's Black Panther. That's a lot of choices Panther. that you didn't narrow down the one. I know. <laughs> I'd like to actually see Black Panther take this one, actually. I would like to see Black Panther get it. I, I don't have it winning anything, guys. I just... <gasps> nothing? I, nothing. 
I can't. I can't. I'm directing Black Twitter to your page. Yeah, I can't. I can't find any. I can't find anything. I really can't. I was like, he predicted that it would win nothing, guys. Because I feel, because I feel like Mary Queen and the Favorite are very similar in their Anglo-Saxon, Anglophile style. That I feel yeah. like it's something that we see every year, almost winning, alike. But Very like Black small. Panther, I loved. I loved the way they incorporated like African history into the clothing. How ev- just everything and the colors. So I think they did a really great job in really um, bringing culture to the film. It's not just a you know a, a black superhero, superhero super. You know, like they took. I felt like they took a lot of thought into really making the colors that you know everything from uh just everything that they incorporate so the favorite just so won. Like if favorite if the favorite wins it would be a boring win because like something like that always wins exactly yeah like that would be like my problem with it even I, though i mean it, but i mean it's like, it's very it looks good like it's very like attention to details really good in that respect but like it something like that always wins you have a chance to like have something very unique win if you give it to black panther um no, it's true. But, I mean, I'm going with the favorite, too, because it just won. I forgot the actual name of the awards, but the Costume Designs of the Year awards and the favorite one. So I think that kind of put it in the front runner seat. Uh, speaking of the favorite, the next award, Production Design, Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Uh, I got the favorite here as well. Black Panther just of the gimmick. No, it's not. That's not a bad one. This is actually my number. That's not a bad that's choice. That's not a bad either. choice. I, I, it's it's the favorite or Black Panther. I yeah, think. I am with you guys as well. I'll go with Black Panther. All right, and what I consider well, we know that David has winning nothing now. So yeah. <laughs> what I could, what I think outside of maybe picture is the hardest award of the night for me was uh, film editing. Uh, nominees are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. So I'm just going to throw another dart to see if it sticks here. Um, Vice just won BAFTA, so I'm going to go with Vice. But I have I I wouldn't be shocked if all of us, there's see, four of I us. Would have to watch, I would have to watch these again to kind of, because I wasn't really paying attention to like how well they were edited, <laughs> like all that stuff. Uh, and I think it's Vice because it's the most edited movie out of the bunch. Like there's a lot of yeah, editing. Yeah, so, I guess that's a good point. So that's why I'm going with Vice. I that's, but like I said, All I right. probably could be wrong. Could All be right. Bohemian. Wait, we're, would, talking, we're talking about like Black Panther not winning anything. What about Black? Is Black Klansman not winning? Anything? Oh no, I'm not done yet. We're, we got oh, okay. a long way to go. Um, <laughs> this could also be a Bohemian Rhapsody coming up the middle to win because of just the ending. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. You're right. So I mean, I think I'm still confident on Vice. And the elephant in the room will be like, I, I think it's funny that like you know everyone talks about Brian Singer and like how like oh, but he didn't finish the movie. The first thing that they shot <laughs> was that was the live eight performance. That was the first thing they did, and that's Brian Singer. I mean, I mean, I know he didn't edit it, but like that's he directed it though. Yeah, and, probably why. Probably why. Much credit as you don't want. Like people don't want to give him. He directed like most of the movie like the key and very important thing that everyone love especially the last 15 minutes yeah. that was him no it's true uh, moving on to cinematography cold war the favorite never look away roma a star is born anyone not have roma 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 yeah roma i mean no despite I'll go with it what, you, what there's no black panther here 
That's not cool with you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and despite how we all feel about, well, Ro- gee, you haven't seen it yet, right? Not yet. Yeah, so as far as how me and Jen feel about it. You got it, a week. It's, it's, I know. You're not going to make it. I'm going to bet my money that you're not going to make it. It it's, could be a best it's picture. Like, it looks so boring. <laughs> I mean, it's beautifully shot. I have no problem with the win. It's The wins that it's getting, I think it deserves, but not the win. But, um, but yeah, all right. So moving on to original screenplay. The nominees are The Favorite, First Reform, Green Book, Roma, Vice. I have The Favorite winning this. It's the best screenplay of the year, adapted or original. Wait, this one kind of where was this? I'm sorry. It's original screenplay. Original? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got The Favorite. Yeah, I got The Favorite, too. The only th- other thing that could come up the middle to win is Green Book. That's because I can't see Green Book winning picture and not and just I, having I can two. see you winning picture. I no, I no, no, I could see a winning picture. Um, but yeah, it's either I, I have the favorite winning, but it wouldn't shock me if Greenbrook wins it. Yeah, I'll say the favorite. It was very witty. Uh, Rye, Black Panther. Um, I'll go with the favorite. Yeah. All right. Uh, adapted screenplay: The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman. Can you ever forgive me? If Beale Street could talk or Starsborn. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Spike Lee's gonna win his Oscar here. Well, Spike Lee won the BAFTA. Yeah, he's, and uh, if he won the uh, BAFTA, I well, I think he will. Yeah, I think he will win here. Um, I'll throw chairs. There are a lot of people that really want. I know a lot of people want Bill Street to win. And it, if and if Black Klansman wasn't there, I would go. Like my second would be Bill Street. Same here. No, I go Klansman. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a safe one. I hope so. And here's where G's about to kick my ass. Actress in a supporting role. The nominees are Amy Adams, Mar- Marina Tavari, Detavari. Yes, that's Tavari. Uh Regina King, Emma Stone, Rachel Vice. Uh Yeah, man. My money's on Regina. That bad juju out there. So I, I, that bad juju. I got Regina. I have Rachel Seven has to win. I have Rachel Vice winning the Oscar. Nah. Why do you have her? Why why why? All right. Why? Here's I got my Regina. Here's my thing. All right, here's my thing. As I said, I disagree. As I said uh on Facebook, um I I'm going to use a couple of examples here. First one is Two years ago, or three years ago at this point, Sylvester Stallone was on a very good role, and he had kind of like the Regina King's team, like this beloved actor who never won an Oscar and really hasn't gone back to it since Rocky, you know, doing well in the season. What happened? He won the Globe. Regina King won the Globe. But he didn't get a SAG nomination, and he didn't get a BAFTA nomination. SAG went to a different complete person, Emily Blunt, Idris Elba. BAFTA went to um, Rachel Weisz, and it went to the eventual winner of the Oscar on Best Supporting Actor, Mark Rylance. I feel like it's the same trajectory. And my second reason for picking Rachel Weisz is Beale Street has three nominations. The favorite is 10 nominations in. And if you're looking at Oscar voters who just click check shit off, are you going to check for the movie that was nominated 10 times? Or are you going to check for a move, check off a movie that maybe you haven't even seen and nominated three times? See, I, I don't think like there's a lot of signs that point to her winning though. I mean, I know she won the BAFTA, but that's there wasn't any, but there wasn't any signs for like, Mark Rylance to win either. But like, Regina King wasn't there. I mean, I get it, but like, Regina King wasn't there. And then, 
like so much like and, and, and to me in that case and she should have won the SAG award since Regina King wasn't there but then it went to Emily Blunt yeah like the I'm, same, I'm not mad at that but I'm just saying it's literally the same trajectory you're saying that but Mark Ryle Sylvester Stallone beat Mark Rylance at Critics Choice I mean at uh at the Globe the same way Regina King beat Rachel Vice at the Globe and she, and Have then we forgotten that they're all British that what yeah. They're all British. And the backers don't like black Emily Blunt, Mark <laughs> Rylance is British, I think. Mark Rylance did he it. has a, a... Emily Blunt didn't win BAFTA. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Pay attention, man. Yeah. Pay attention. I am, but, I, like, just the whole... Well, I mean, BAFTA I... BAFTA didn't even... BAFTA, did BAFTA nominate Bill Street for anything? No. Yeah, because they don't like black people. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love if Regina King won, but I'm just preparing you guys if she doesn't. I'm not... You know, I'm told you guys to... Set yourself expectations low because it's. I, I need her to win. I, I, <laughs> I'm not related to her. I'm, I don't have a. I don't have a. I'm not her friend. <laughs> I would just love if she won. Yeah. Because Regina King has been like consistently working for like a long time. Has never really fallen off either. Like she's always been in good things for the most part. She was killing it on TV. She was winning Emmys for American Crime. She won another Emmy for that show on Netflix. Like. She, it's not like it's like a. It wouldn't be a bad win. No, it wouldn't. I, I, I'm rooting for her, but I'm just trying to, you know, looking at the stats like I do. I just see Rachel Vice coming up. But like I told you offline, if Rachel Vice wins, we'll remember it because no one remembers the Constant Gardener. Yeah, (laughs) I I, and don't and Rachel Vice is very good in this. I don't think there's a. She is. She is. No, she is. I agree, but my money's on Regina. She'll be more of a fun win. I don't know. Rachel Vice is a fun win. Uh, I don't think I'll be ah, as excited. She would give, give a fun speech. To be honest, like I'll be more excited <laughs> if like I see Regina get up there than I will if I see Rachel. Well, yeah, Rachel Vice would be like, "Hey, this is so beautiful." Yeah. I'll be like, "I'll be like, yeah, girl." <laughs> Regina King is gonna be like, "Thank God." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, There'll be so, a lot of that. <laughs> so moving on. So, right, you who do you have? No Black Panther one here. Um, I'll go Emma Stone. Yeah. You go pick the black woman. If you're gonna pick black, woman, pick the black. Oh, he picked Emma Stone. He picked Emma Stone just for shit the gigs. He did that just to appease you. Uh, yeah, I think he did. So. I definitely think so. Because I didn't even pick Emma Stone. Um, but well, I'm a fan of Emma Stone as well. Not just you. I know. You're the I only know. Emma Stone fan, David. I know. But all right. So moving on to actor and supporting role. This is we're not gonna spend too much time on this. Anyone not have Mahershala? Mahershala. Mahershala. What's the what's the options? Mahershala Ali, Adam Driver, Sam Elliott, Richard E. Grant, and Sam Rockwell. Which I don't know if I'm anyone right. feels this way. I would way. love that Sam Elliott did win though. I would be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be okay Sam with Elliott. that as well. Um, I really want to see Mahershala in like leading. I don't think he's has those chops right now. I think he's a very. I think good... he has the chops. I, I don't think... think he's been given the role yet though. He's. For I think he's really good. And I think. But I, I want to see him. In I like this one more than I. You know, who he reminds me of. Christoph Waltz. He came out of nowhere to win two Academy Awards, like, back-to-back. He really reminds yeah, me of yeah. Christoph Waltz. Because I, I don't think anyone heard of Christoph Waltz before that. I knew Mahershala. <laughs> I didn't even know how to pronounce his name, but I knew Mahershala from House of Cards. That's about it. Yeah. But I, I unlike Christoph Waltz, I think this second win is going to be better than his first one. I think I love them in Moonlight, but I think he's better in Green Book. Yeah, no. And his speech, his speech is gonna be good too because he has like one of those like soothing voices. He's like, yeah. thank God. <laughs> he looks like so, thank he's, you so much to the academy. He sounds like a he sounds win for all of us. 
Thank you for inclusion. <laughs> He's like a light <laughs> FM DJ. All right, so director, we're coming down to the end here. Director Bradley Cooper. Yeah, uh, Spike Lee. Uh, Why aren't you there? Paul Palowski, <laughs> Yorgos Lanthimos, Alfonso Cuaron, or Adam McKay. Um, yeah, Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, well, at least the minority is going to win, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this goes to my like not splitting best picture, so I kind of you know, yeah, but whatever. My mom's going to be so crushed. Well, she knows he didn't get directed. Well, she's already crushed that Bradley Cooper's not there, right? So she was, like, <laughs> pissed. But she's going to be, like, super crushed when if Gaga doesn't win. And, like, the fact that she's going to be yelling at the TV during the director announcement. Because she's going to be like, it's shut up in Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be like, who's the <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't really too happy when he won at uh, the Globes. Yeah. She was like, who is this guy? Oh, yeah, you were, like, texting this. Like, your mom was angry. Yeah, she was really angry. But uh, anyone not and all right, for the sake of conversation, any upset pick would it be Spike Lee, right? Yeah, but they're, they're going to give it to him for screenplay. Hopefully. Yeah, so I think that's I mean, what... I'd like him to win for director. I think that would be dope. But isn't it? Be- some people say that Spike Lee is a better writer than director in the past. Yeah, so yeah it would be, say that. It would he be is ir- a strong writer. It would be ironic that he does win writer. for writing and not directing. He's a so. very good writer. Yeah, He's all very right. Strong writer. Uh, another. Uh, actor in a leading role: Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Defoe, Rami Malek, Vigo. It's over, right? Rami Malek. Rami Malek. All right. Rami Malek. Malek. Yep. And I'd yeah, be and uh, I'd be perfect. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. I mean, he got, uh, he's the new Leo, man. <laughs> if if he he has yeah, a he, he's gonna he's gonna get a career award one day. He has another <laughs> yeah. movie coming this year. I think if he gets nominated for that, he'd be the most nominated uh, most nominated actor without a win wait so he was nominated for silver Lines playbook star is born and american sniper and american hustle oh he was nominated for american hustle yep. i forget all about american hustle i remember at the time i was like yeah this is fun but i don't like i like it, it really does not stuck with me i like american hustle I, that movie gets a lot of a bad rap. I actually really do like American. I Hustle. remember the worst rap it got was Jennifer Lawrence getting like yeah. they're like, man, she didn't really do much, man. She beat. <laughs> I remember. I remember tw- not even Twitter because Twitter. I don't know how big Twitter was at this at this time, but uh, there was a big fucking upheaval on on Facebook when uh she beat Lupita at the at the Globes that year. Oh yeah, they were like, Mm-mm. yeah, I was <laughs> not Blue. about that one. <laughs> That was yeah. the emergence of Black Twitter going off. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen 12 Years a Slave, and Lupita is a that force. Scene, well, that one really scene, there's like one crucial really big scene. Are you talking about, movie. are you talking about, because I think she has two. The one in the beginning with the with the vase, and the yeah. and the one at the end with, you know, that. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I need Jen to see it. She still hasn't seen 12 Years a Slave. Nope, I refuse to see it. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, why? Why? Because it's really upsetting. It has a happy ending. Really? G? Yeah, I mean, it kind of does. Really it's un- at the is, end. It does have a happy yeah, ending. Is that really... <laughs> yeah, but... but that... For the no. contents. Look at Green Book. It's... It has a happy ending for the content of the movie. But it's not because there's... So... There is a lot. I mean, it, I mean, slave movies are hard to watch. Yeah, but... it's a heavy... There heavy... is a lot still... After that, so there's yeah, he- okay, they might be freed, but then like think of the rest of the struggle. Well, there's he- well, same thing with Green Book. So it's still upsetting. It's no, still upsetting. I think you would like it just to see Lupita. Lupita's so good in it. 
And like she was someone that I was worried. You know, like after she won, I'm God. I hope she doesn't go like away because I really, really I, liked her. I thought she was for a little bit. I was worried because then, then she was announced that she was in Star Wars, and I was like, well, we don't even know she's really in it because you know she's not really in it. But she's done. She's done a great <laughs> job of like doing. She's another one that's done like serious shit and been able to do commercial stuff too. So, all right. Uh, so, it looks like she's gonna be really great in us, by the way. Yeah, and that's what we're finishing up with as soon as I. We finished these last two awards. I'm glad you mentioned us. Uh, all right, so actress in the leading role, Glenn Close. Anyone have anyone else? Gaga. No. You're not really picking Gaga, right? I'm picking Gaga. Okay. Going my girl. You just putting it out there in the universe. You just want just to give her support. Going my girl all the and way. I, did, I mean, I'm glad you posted that Hollywood Reporter article because like I do remember when like it was just like oh stars born about to yeah. win everything, man, and then it's nope. True. <laughs> I, I when Just I read talk. it, it was such an interesting read. I'm like, I had to repost it for you guys. Um, all right, and finally, best picture: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. I have Green Book winning best picture. I got Roma. You got Green Book winning? Uh, yeah. So here's my reasoning. Um, I can see it winning. I know, right? but it's just yeah. It's the whole prefer- preferential ballot thing. The only award this season that does preferential ballot is PGA, which went to Green Book. If Green Ro- Book. if Roma doesn't win off the first round of votes, it's going to be Green Book. The only other movie that I see can come up the middle to just stun everybody is Black Panther. It wouldn't... That's what I'm going to go with for the fun of it. Yeah, it you wouldn't... Bohemian? No. Not, no. No shot. Is it... Be- because of controversy or just no, I just oh, don't think it has a shot. It's just like okay. statistical wise, it's, it's with stats wise and what it's won and what it hasn't won. It's I it has right. zero shot. I will legitimately cry if it wins. <laughs> what? Do, how would we feel if Black Panther does win? Would it be a nice win or just like a uh, let's just give it? A, let's just get give the superhero. If this Black win. Panther, yeah, exactly. Like a I, lot of people, you would hear a lot of people celebrating it, and then you would hear eventually a lot of people being like, "Well, that didn't deserve it." Uh, who's that? There's a writer, uh, Brett. Uh, the guy who wrote American uh, uh, American Psycho, Brett Easton Ellis, whatever. Yeah, he was uh, one of the vocal people that said that they're jamming Black Panther down our throats because like it's not that good. Well, I, I, know, I, I, know I also think I know he's a little bit that... of a Trump supporter, so yeah. I don't yeah, know. But I do know people that feel that way that it's not as like great as everyone makes it out to be. Like it's good. I think it's very like, good. Is it really Oscar worthy? I think I think so. I'm perfectly fine over with it. Infinity War, though. Yeah, I think I, Black I, Panther. I felt more watching Infinity War. I, I've said that before. Infinity that War I, is a more fun watch, but, but I, Black Panther is a better movie. That's just mm. like I'm with you. G, I'm with you, G and Rye. Like if I'm gonna pick a movie, like if I just want to be entertained and not go into my like. You know, critique like oh this and that about the movie. I'm gonna pick Infinity War, but I think Black Panther's overall just a better narrative. Because eventually, like if, if you essentially like if you look at Infinity War, it's not really the narratives have already been created with the 18, 19 movies before Infinity War. Is kind of like there's no real story building. It's more of a conclusion. Black Panther has its beginning yeah. and end, kind of a beginning, middle, and end. So I've that's just how I feel about that. Uh, but yeah, we'll, good point. we'll see what happens next week and we'll come on and say how right or wrong we were. It should be, I just can't wait to the season to be over. I'm like over it at this point. <laughs> so over it. It's been a very schizophrenic season. Yeah. I just, I'm glad the summer movie season literally starts a week after the Oscars with Captain Marvel and away we oh, go. So, excited. so to finish off, I'm going to 
go with my very, very, very early predictions for the 92nd Academy Awards for 2020. So I have as maybe something with Roma getting as much steam as it has. There's a movie coming out with Antonio Banderas and I believe uh, Penelope Cruz called Dolor y Gloria. That might be. Are they going to be like in Spanish? It's a rom-com. It's a Spanish rom-com. Are they going to be in Spanish? Is that what you're saying? Are they going to be <laughs> yeah. in Spanish? The movie is in Spanish, yeah. Because, no, because they're both from Spain. So I feel like they could have good yeah, chemistry. Yeah, it's, it's a Spanish film. With it. My, so. I for, you know what? I forgot she got nominated for nine. That movie was really good, but I forgot she got nominated for that, too. I forgot about that. Um, all right, my number, I have ten. I don't know what, what, what may happen or how many we're going to get, but my number ten is Knives Out. It's the new uh, Ryan Johnson film. Yeah, just a killer okay. cast. It's a killer cast, right? Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me. I'm. I'm gonna look a little bit off so I can give you guys a little bit of information on that. So. Now here's a question. If, not just, this is of course early predictions. Now say, uh, Panther does win. Does that open the door to say the Joker moving movie winning next year and so on and so forth? I don't think it opens or, the door. I think the door has already been opened just for a nomination. Wins are very. Right. It's a little bit. I think it it did what it needed to do to open the door for nominations. I think that's okay. We shouldn't look at oh now does it have more potential to create more superhero best picture winners. I think the nomination is what we should take out of this. But uh, knives and, out. And I, don't think, and I don't want everyone to start trying to make art like comic book movies to win Oscars. Yeah, like, they're yeah. all going to be like, I like at the end of the day, it's good when they are good and they 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 are. Uh, they go above and beyond their subject matter, but they are they're fun movies too, and I don't want them to forget that they're making something fun instead of trying to make something that is also very artistically like relevant so they win awards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Birds of Prey movies should stay in its lane. It should be a good movie, but yeah, I don't see yeah, it becoming an Oscar. Don't try movie. To, like, yeah, let's not speak don't that. Try into to make existence. that like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So Knives Out is an American mystery crime film written and directed by Ooh. Ryan Johnson. Check this cast out, Jennifer Ross. It's Daniel Craig, Chris Evans. Lakeith Stainfield, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Christopher Plummer, Tony Collette, and I don't know, I can't, I don't know who this is. Anna the Adamos. I don't know. But that cast is stuck. I can't believe you named Don Johnson before. Jamie Don Lee Johnson, Curtis. man. <laughs> Heartbeat. Miami Vice. I love Don Johnson. No? No one? Eh. No? You named him before Jamie Lee Curtis. Even if I saw his name before, I would have just switched it around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number nine on here is I don't know if it's going to be any good because of when it's coming out uh, but Richard Linklater's movie I know Jen has the book Where'd You Go Bernadette oh that's right I forgot he directed that what? yeah the book is really really good I'm a little skeptical on the movie you but... just don't like Clay Blanchett that's no that's not true best working actor <laughs> in the world I just don't know like the book was really really good so I'll I'll be interested to see how they adapt it uh, my ne- my next one's called Ford versus Ferrari. So it's a you're gonna like this one, right? It's an odd action biographical drama film directed by James Mangold, who also directed and wrote. No, nothing. Logan. Nah. Oh Logan. shit. Okay. Uh, the movie stars Christian Bale and Matt Damon, and Jer- John Bernthal is also in it. And the movie f- <clears throat> the movie follows eccentric, determined team of American engineers and designers led by automotive visionary Carroll Shelby and his British driver Ken Miles, who are dispatched by Henry Ford II and Lee Iacocca with the mission of building from scratch an entirely new automobile with potential to find defeat 
the perennially dominant Ferrari in the 1966 24 hours of Le Mans race in France. I'm down. Yeah, this that that sounds great. <laughs> uh, the Woman in the Window is next. This is uh, a movie. So there's a lot of controversy with this. Yeah, it's fucking rear window number. No, like... no, 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 no. Wait, what's the because, controversy? So the book came out in January um, of last year. Oh, it's a new book? It's a new book. And before the book even came out, the film rights were bought, right? So it turns out the author, A.J. Finn, is a pseudonym for the real guy that wrote it. And supposedly this guy has faked like his whole life and all like these facts and things like that so i'm sure he can still be a good writer and the book i enjoyed the book it is very rear window-esque um so it'll be interesting to see amy adams is in the movie yep, right that's why right. that, that might be this might be it. i don't know that it's no? gonna be an oscar but we'll see and this guy is like almost like a james frey kind of guy he's duped a lot of people so there's some controversy that just has recently come out with the like author how, yeah i like how james frey went from like duping a lot of people and then he started writing young adult novels like, he wrote I Am Number Four. Oh, shit. Oh. Look at that. My next one on the list is called The Goldfinch. <clears throat> it's So I can tell you, this is an Oscar player. So this is... Th- th- a this book an- yes. by the Donna synops- Tart. Yes. The synopsis, as a child, Theodore Decker survives a terrorist bombing in an art museum, an attack that kills his mother. From there, he tumbles through a series of adventures that finds him living in Las Vegas with his deadbeat father and later involved in art forgeries. And this stars Ansel Elgort, who is Baby Driver, right? Yep. Baby Driver. And, and directed by John Crowley. And he's in West Side Story. Yeah, this, I, this, this is be, this is a player. I think this is a book that when it was published had Oscar or had movie written all mm-hmm. over it. And I think if it's done well, I agree with this pick. Yep, David. Thanks. I try. Uh, my <laughs> number five is I think Jordan Peele is going to strike again. I think Us is getting a Best Picture nomination again next year. My, uh, but will it though? Apparently, there's no like commentary. There's no social commentary. It's just like a straight horror film. Well, we don't know. We'll see. I mean, these are just early, early predictions. I'm just, I just, just from- it could still be um, smart horror. That's true. Yeah. What'd you say, Ryan? There's like a, I saw a preview for some horror movie. Now I'm trying to remember their name. It's I, uh, the couple moves into the house and that's the guy not an Oscar was, movie. That is not an. I know what movie you're talking about. That's a Den- yeah, Dennis sorry, Quaid movie. You said that it made me think. Wait, of what movie is it? The one with Dennis Quaid. Oh yeah. the Intruder. I do want to. <laughs> I do want to see that though. But yeah, that know. does look good. That was like that was uh, me and Casey had to do, you know leaving. I'm like, all right, out of the tra- trailers we saw, which one are you most interested in? That black girl and I'm name? like, I... Megan Good. Mm-hmm. Megan Good, yeah, my girl Megan Good. Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> now she's your girl. Oh, uh, Megan Good. She's low key been really busy her whole career too. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> my... She's married to a pastor. My number four. I I wasn't gonna put this in here, but I saw who's directing, and I saw who wrote it. And this is like the 19th time this movie's coming out, but I have Little Women in my number four here. So Greta Gerg is writing yeah, and it's directing. The one, it's, the one with, it's the one with Hermione. Yeah, no, this <laughs> this is a pretty cat. So it, it's Emma Watson. Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, Ali, Elijah Scanlon, Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, <laughs> uh, James Norton, Bob Odenkort, Chris Cooper, Abby Quinn, and Louise Gar- Garrell. I never seen Little Women. I have no interest in it, but I'll watch it. It is it's a an great player. book, but and I, 
it hasn't really well, been adapted that well. Right? I guess I'll I'll see it. Well, they've had a lot of like mix. Like I think there has been a movie before, and I think they've done a lot of TV movies. Um, I don't think we need another. Winona yeah, Winona Ryder's in it. I don't think we need another Little Women movie. Personally, but it's your but your girls directed. Oh, I know, and that's probably the only reason why I'm going to watch it. But <laughs> I like I love the book. I think the book is fantastic, and it's a it's a really really this good book. This book was written in 1868. Yeah, but it's a really great book. Oh, this Louisa are, May Alcott, and I just she I, also wrote the Secret. Garden I just found out this will Princess, be the this will be I the think. eighth version Maybe. of this movie. Yeah, oh, I just wow. think it's I think it's been redone too many times. I don't think we needed another one. Yeah, I don't. So all right, so we'll I guess. And my and to finish up, my number three is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's the Mr. Rogers That's movie. A, our boy Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I don't know exactly what it's going to be about, what part of his life it's looking at, but I see it as I a player. About his drug addiction. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to finish up, my number two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino film. I will be watching that for Al Pacino. Like, Oscar's like cool Oscar nominee. Yeah, I think for so. Leonardo DiCaprio. Does anyone? I mean, before I get to my number one, real quick, does anyone who's playing Charles Manson, or did he? Did are is he keeping that on the low? I feel like it's. I don't think they've cap. I don't know. I think it might be low key. Oh okay, yeah. Because I I'm, just watched a documentary about those murders. Uh, crazy. It's still like a. That's a crazy. That. Just a crazy, crazy event. Do you like that he's not? He's making it quote unquote fictional characters. But it's based on the Manson murders. That's fine. Get I mean, it kind of reminds me. It kind of reminds me of like something similar. Even though a lot of people don't like this movie, I like it. Uh, it reminds me of Summer. I was Sam. just gonna say that. I oh. was like waiting Which for G to like, say it. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna say what have, I'm like, thinking of. people. It's not really about the the guy or the David like, the murders per se, but how the murders affected like certain people in the area. See, and it's I, not really about real people. You like Summer of Sam? I actually kind of like Summer of Sam, even though I, like I know I think it's really well done. Like I I know some people don't, but I think it's Isn't a really well made too? Spike Lee. Movie. Yeah, I do like Summer Spike of Sam, Lee. but yeah. I just ver- I'm. I'm very big into docs, and I'm very. I I think I had seen before I saw the movie because it was like '98. Yeah, I was really. Be, yeah, I'm, so. I'm sure all of us were. Mary Servino was still a thing, so yeah. She was. Movie. She was in it. Adrian Brody I'm was sure, in it. I'm sure all of us were very big into yeah, unsolved John mysteries. Jennifer Esposito, I think, yeah. was in it. So we're all big into unsolved mysteries, and I had just seen like a year prior they unsolved mysteries actually did like a full hour on the Son of Sam. Yeah. So I was very interested, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, they're making a movie about the Son of Sam," and I thought it was, you know, as a kid. I saw it and I was like, oh well, whatever. You know. Summer of Sam kind of I mean, reminded me feel, of that. Some people feel like similar about Zodiac, even though I think Zodiac is oh, really I love good. Zodiac. But like a lot of people thought it would be more focused on like, oh, the killer and like all this other stuff, and they wanted like, and, and it, it is about that, but it's also more about because it's from Robert uh, Graysmith's perspective, so it's more about him and his thoughts on who it was and like what he was going through that's, during that time period. That's still a very crazy thing, like that they never caught him. Is he the Outside of Jack the Ripper, he's the only serial killer that's really that's this. Yeah, I mean, for a while it was him with the Golden State Killer, but they finally they finally caught the Golden State Killer like that's last year. Crazy. All he right. raped like fifty women and killed like twelve people, and like they found him through like the ancestry like DNA like website. Crazy. All right. Yeah. Oh, and then my number one for best picture next year is The Irishman. Hell yeah! I I that budget is crazy. Why is it so expensive? The de aging man. The de aging. <laughs> oh. It's, it costs one hundred seventy million dollars to de-age people. They gotta age. They gotta de-age everyone like fifty years. 
$170 million? All right, listen, I can't defend the $170 million, but they got a de- <laughs> they got a de-age... Uh, wait, who? They got a de-age De Niro, Pacino, Pesci. Pesci, and every other old person in that movie. That's like five. <laughs> so I... I I have Leo. Re- Leo. Yeah. Leo's not in this. Oh no, not the Irishman. No, oh. sorry, I'm still on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, <laughs> just throwing Leo in there, like he's in everything in my head. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> he makes a cameo in everything. So you know how, like, we always talk about. Like, he is a. He is a uh, Martin Scorsese, like, like. That's why, like, how do you know they? He might be in like a little like sneak peek cameo or something. Leo doesn't do sneak peek. He does for Marty. Yeah, it's true. Look like little groin pains. They'll de-age him so much. So like Luke. So I know, like, to finish up, I I like this as a bookend because it kind of shows goes back to what we were talking about earlier on when we were talking about like career wars. Man, this I know everyone here has won an Oscar, but like this really feels like a career award kind of year for all of these guys if the movie is as good as i expect it to be do you guys know what it's about or do you want to, do you want the premise yeah i don't really know what's about I, I got you yeah, i don't even know what's about but i'm still down yeah I'll, I'll get <laughs> i'll get the i'll get the premise for you guys but like the fact that you got pacino working with Mario scorsese for the first time that's like insane and then oh, wow. and then scorsese first muse uh robert de niro back with him for the first time in I think like 20 something years alright so The Irishman is about Frank Shireen a labor union official with mob connections recalls his involvement in the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa an American labor union leader so Robert De Niro is playing Frank the Irishman Shireen and Al Pacino is playing Jimmy Hoffa Oh, okay. Oh, fuck yeah. So we Take know how this sounds. <laughs> it's funny because... Yeah, we do know it. <laughs> yeah, so... Al Pacino loves dying in movies. Um, <laughs> but to give you some of the people that are in this, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, Anna Paquin, your boy Bobby Can- Cannavelli, Sebastian Maniscalco, Ray Romano, Harvey Keitel, uh, Jeremy Luke, uh, and a bunch of people I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the production began in September of 2014, and it just finished last year. So, damn. Maybe that. Maybe that's why it's so fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the it's funny because, all right. So the film next Netflix bought the film for 105 million dollars and agreed to finance the film's 125 million dollar budget. So I don't know who the hell paid for the rest of it. <laughs> Marty. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, th- yeah, I mean that. I think I think Roma sets up what happens for the Irishman next year to win Best Picture because the Irishman is a Netflix film. So, so yeah, that pretty much wraps it up, guys. Nice two hours and twenty five minutes. So we'll see what happens. At, so we'll be we'll be back next. We'll be back with our post Oscar talk where uh, Jenny complains about the E Network again. <laughs> I actually well actually I won't award season is like Jen going off on Juliana Rancic and Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> so I cut part of my cable package, so I actually probably won't be watching the E Network this year. What are you year. gonna watch? You're gonna watch Ryan's wait mm. Ryan Seacrest. No, so for the Oscars, Ryan Nancy Odell's cool. Well Ryan Seacrest be on ABC. ABC now for the Oscars because he's Yeah, he's Kelly and Ryan. Well no, he could still do E though. Like I know because like because Kelly and Ryan are doing the thing they always do the thing the day after. Okay. Like they do the show live from like they get all the winners the day after, like at from the the Shrine Auditorium or whatever, wherever they hold it. 
don't know. He's probably going to be all over though. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be back with looking back at the winners, and this week you'll have reviews of Fighting with My Family. And G, are you doing a review of uh, Happy Death Day to you? Happy. Yep, 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 yep. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> It's, Thanks it's, for having me. It's almost your time of the year when we talk about summer movies and superhero movies again. Yes! <laughs> Captain Marvel! Come on! <laughs> so, which premieres on International Women's Day, just saying? Oh, that, was, that, 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 right, that, hold on. that feels like they're releasing Black Panther during Black History Month last year. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Do we feel it's going to be on par or better or totally different than Wonder Woman? Because you know it's going to be different. the first thing it's going to be compared to. I think it's going to be very different. It'd be very yeah, different. Yeah, different. Okay. Not uh, much. It, 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 it entered box office tracking at $100 million opening weekend. I think it might make more than that. Though. Yeah. I think the curiosity of what what's going to happen with Endgame, like this, may, this is yeah. the last movie before Endgame. And I think this might get more box office too because of uh, – People are quite curious. I think outside of the movie, they're more curious about the post credit scene because of this yeah. post credit scene is literally connecting to everything connecting to Endgame. So it's gonna be her getting the uh, the, the, the thing the, from the beep, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's gotta be it. Yeah, I still don't like that. That was her. It should have been uh, the X Men or the X -Men. Fantastic Four, but whatever. That's another thing for another another story. For another <laughs> time. All right, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.